Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. On today's episode, we have Elizabeth Gent. Elizabeth moved to the area. Um, she's not a local girl, but we got to connect, and this is a girl that I met within the, the past year, and she's actually the newest member of the Kavanaugh Realty team, so me and her are now co-workers, and we got into her background, how she came to the North Country, kind of her work history to get here, and, and what she's looking forward to most, being a brand new realtor. We hope you enjoy episode four of the Galen Trombley Show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of my podcast, which again is not yet named. Um, today's guest is a young lady that I met a couple months ago, I believe. And since then she has, I've gotten to know her a little bit better. Um, she will actually be a future realtor at her company um, very soon, which we will touch upon and all around cool girl. And I am excited to have Elizabeth Gent on the podcast today. Um, she goes by Ellie and Welcome, Ellie. How you doing? Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. So this, I believe, is Ellie's first ever podcast, it right? It is. So she is extremely uh, ready Awkward. for this. No, oh. she's she's ready, she's ready to go. So, um, but yeah. So Ellie, um, kind of give us a little bit of your background, um, how you came, found Plattsburgh. Um, yeah, we'll just take it from there. So give us the the whole background and who is Elizabeth Ellie Gent. Um, okay, so I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee. I lived there until I was about 13. Um, I was homeschooled through the time of, of being there. Uh, my mom, mom homeschooled my brother and I. Then we moved to Black Lake when I was 13. I think that was like 2006, something like that. And uh, my parents bought a 100-acre farm. And with a very, very old farmhouse that was built in the 1800s. And what's the closest place to Black Rock, right? Black Lake. Black Lake. See, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's the, Black, Black Rock's a great OAR song. That's probably where it came from. What, 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 where's that near so people have a geographical location? It is about, it's probably right between Alexandria Bay and Augensburg. It's about 20 minutes between the two of so them. So about three hours from, two and a half, three hours? About, yeah, but about 2.50. Okay. There yeah. Yeah. Um, so my parents bought that place, um, and I transitioned into public school at uh, Canton, and then I went to SUNY Potsdam. I went to Plattsburgh actually for a semester. I hated it before Potsdam. But uh, no, af- it was halfway through. Oh, oh okay. I, I changed my major seven times. I was very indecisive. So, <laughs> so uh, one of those major changes led me to Plattsburgh. All of my friends though were in Potsdam, so I moved back to Potsdam. And um, after I graduated, I managed at the Bayori for a couple of years. And then I moved back to Plattsburgh because I wanted to make it in the big city. <laughs> um, so, and then that brings us to present day, Ellie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you changed your major seven times? Yeah. Okay. So take us through that process. How, do, how does one change at seven? What was your... 
Do you remember all seven? Um, I can try. Because this will be impressive if you do. Um, so the reason I changed it seven times is because I, the, the two things I was very interested in, I thought that I couldn't make it in. I, I love art and writing, and you, everyone's told, you know, don't go into art and writing. And then also, um, I, I really liked um, criminal justice and politics. Um, but I thought that I would get too stressed, <laughs> and so I didn't do that. Um, so are those three separate ones? Yes, no? I, I, have, I have majored in all, all of those. You um, actually got a degrees from all of those. No, I, okay. I at one point or another that was my major. That was cool. not okay. what I graduated with. Okay. Um, I also majored in, in theater for a little bit, um, nutrition for a little bit. Can you sing? Not, uh, not in a way that anyone would want to hear. Okay. okay. Keep going. <laughs> um, I can't act either. Oh, there you um, go. so that's why I didn't stay with theater. <laughs> Um, I, I do stage crew kind of stuff, so I like painting sets and, and that kind of the background Did stuff. you ever work in theater? Yeah, I, I did stage crew all throughout um, high school, which not paid, and then I did it in college quite a bit too, but um, did, did you know background. I, you know I did that for 10 years too? No way. Look at that. We already have another com- commonality. We'll talk about that later. Keep, keep, going. That. keep um, going. Oh, what else did I major in? I, I'd say probably nutrition was, was the biggest one that I, I wanted to do for a while, but um, because of the way I was homeschooled, I was, I was very behind in science and I had an extremely difficult time going, getting through the chem crash course and just to get into the nutrition major and because it's highly competitive. And at the time I was not confident in myself at all. So I quit and <laughs> ended up graduating with communications and marketing. Cause I also really enjoy marketing, especially social media marketing. And that happens to be what I had the most credits in. <laughs> so what was at Plattsburgh? What major? Nutrition. And you were there for a semester? Just a semester. Yeah. What semester? Do you remember? I think it was the fall of 2013. Oh, okay. I was gone then. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, wait, so you said, okay, so we said art, theater, painting? Art, well. Was uh, that one? Art, art, it was one. It was art, and I focused mostly in, in drawing and painting because those are the things. I also really like ceramics. I did that for a little so bit. So theater too. was its own separate. Yes. And then art was one. Yeah. And then so criminal justice. Criminal justice um, and then with nutrition. the minor politics and law. Nutrition. How many is that? Five? I got four. Four. Unless. unless Community health. I did that for a little bit. Okay kind of along the, it was right before nutrition um I'm really I really like fitness one of my goals is to own a gym and that was kind of in par with that I'm still going to own a gym someday just not in a nutrition way <laughs> um was that five I don't know if I can remember and then obviously communication and marketing mm-hmm. oh I uh I did creative writing for a little bit as well okay so I think that, I might, think be, that's it. that might be all seven <laughs> all right well that, yep. that's cool um yep. so you did graduate from SUNY Potsdam. Yep, on time, believe it or not. Wait, so you did all this in four years? Yep. (laughs) I don't think most people have done that. (laughs) Six or seven times and and actually graduated on time. A lot of summer classes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess so. Um, So, okay, so you you touched on it. So what, what, I guess we'll go right into it. Where were you for for backstage at theater? What did you do on that? Mostly set painting. I actually still talk to um, Bill Newman. He's a guy in um, Potsdam Canton area. He used to work with, oh, I'm going to say the wrong thing and then I'm going to feel bad because I don't know the industry super well. Some some big production thing, uh, Broadway stuff. I don't know. Um, and then he moved up here. He teaches at St. Lawrence, I think, and he used to what? come into the high school. Okay, so high school? So yeah. So he's at Canton. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he also works with SUNY Potsdam, so I worked with, worked, worked with him there as well. And he's actually 
really great. He checks up on me every few months to see if I'm still doing art, and I'm always like, no. Um, <laughs> but he's, like actual art or like the, the stage? I mean, no, actual so painting. art, yeah. So you can paint too? I, oh, decently, but not super well. Better than Brittany? Well, okay, oh, oh. hang on. <laughs> Wait, we'll get into <laughs> That's that. That's a no, tough question. We'll, we'll get into that. Okay, never mind. Keep keep going. Um, I do want to ask that. Be, be <laughs> no, I can't answer that. But you would kill me. There's no winning that. No, but I would like to ask you more about that. Um, we'll, we'll get into that after. Um, I don't know. Uh, theater. Yeah, so I, I, I painted. I, I think the last one I did was like junior year of college. I just I helped with a few sets and stuff like that. So when I was, oh, God, 15, I think 15. So where I went to high school was Chazy Music Theater, which anybody locally I would think would know that that's a pretty successful community theater organization, which is not just Shazy. It's actually people all over the area. Um, so I remember our first one was Susicle, and then we did everything from like, God, let me see if I get Susicle. Then it was, this really tests my memory because we did it for 10 years. So Susicle, Aida, then Hello Dolly. Then, oh man, King and I. Then Beauty and the Beast. Man, I'm really going back here. Then I think it was, I might have been Drowsy Chaperone, which was a phenomenal one. And then Gypsy was in there. And then Anything Goes. And then can can and west side story What's i think i just named all, all 10 of them <laughs> that one was great because it was an egyptian one okay i, was, I and, never heard of it um elton john and tim rice did the music who also did lion king oh no way so it was really good it was actually that was probably one of my favorite ones that's um, awesome had some pretty good music in it and yeah it was an egyptian themed play god i think that that might have been my second year doing it um it was fun though like i i uh I, I really enjoyed it in high school, and then I didn't mind it in college. It was a little bit more of a, I mean, I was out of high school at the time, so like the kind of going and back into high school. I say in, it wasn't high school; it was community, but you're going back to the school to just to kind of do yeah. it. And at that point, just between life and and work, and especially once I started getting more into work, it just started becoming more of a burden and kind of enjoyment. So I got out of it. Um, God, probably three years ago, I served on the board one year too, very briefly. I didn't really bring much to the table, but I, I uh, but no, the organization's great, really good people. Um, but yeah, theater, all I did was move stuff. So when people think like theater, like, oh, you can sing. I'm like, no, 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 no. I can't sing. I can't act. Can't do anything like that. Um, I probably could be better acting now that I've been on camera a little bit more, but back then, no, I, I literally moved stuff from A to point A to point yep. B. You're the unsung heroes. That's the important well, part. <laughs> it was funny because like anytime you talk about it, it's always the actors and actresses are always like, you know, like I couldn't do your job. I got, like, like it's really not that hard. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 like as soon as the song ends and it goes black, I kind of move stuff. And try, trust me, there was definitely a lot of logistical timing parts. So it wasn't just simply like grab this and drop it here. There was a little more thought to it and practice. And you really did have to practice and really get the play down. And, and so there was some stuff to it but i don't think it was as bad as learning lines i know no, i thought no it was way. super yeah. i thought it was super easy but again i guess it was just certain people are better at certain things so maybe that was was the reason but um so i guess let's go back to because you had told me this when we first met and i don't think i've ever really asked you about it but i thought it was pretty cool what was the coffee shop that you owned 
They're not owned. You ran or managed. Um, Park Bros. It's uh the coffee roastery in uh, local to Potsdam. It's called Park Bros. Um, and they bought so like Park Brothers. Yeah, B R O S. So it was originally called Church and State. I'm gonna go back to like super beginning. I worked yeah. at the Big Ori, which was it was started. 1986 1984 this is all in Potsdam yeah okay so the bakery has been there since the 80s um and I worked there my sophomore year I think of college so I worked there for about a year the it was at that time owned by someone else the manager at the time was um not a not a great manager and just decided to take me off the schedule and I stopped working there. Um, and then when new owners bought it, I reapplied and got hired. Um, and, and I have only fantastic things to say about them. Uh, Gabe and Ryan, just, they gave me a lot of opportunities. As soon as I graduated, um, college, I had been working there for probably, I think a year at that time or six months. Uh, and they were, um, put me into the Canton branch and made me manager as soon as I graduated. Um, and just, you know, I had no management experience and they just kind of took me under their wing and it was like a kind of babied me through it and we'd have weekly meetings and it was, um, I just have so much gratitude for that cause it was a huge growth, uh, ex- experience for me. And, uh, then they made me general manager and then I left. <laughs> so how long did you work there for? Uh, a couple of years. Okay. Um, I was kind of, the, so what's your job history currently? So like if you if you go from like day one, Ellie gets actually My first job a, like ever? legit job, and then to now, like what's your kind of work career? Like my my first job, I was fourteen, mm-hmm. um, and I was I think I was fourteen, um, and I I cleaned cabins at like a motel on the lake kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was disgusting. It was all like fishermen. It's and a great first job. It was a great first job because nothing has been worse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but they paid me about like, I think minimum at the time was like seven something, maybe just seven or seven twenty-five, Um, and, and they paid me 10 bucks an hour. So oh, wow. yeah, okay. it was a good, it was a good little side job over the summers. Yeah. Um, then I also picked garlic a lot in my car. I think probably still smells like garlic, but it's, gar- that was a job was picking garlic. Mm-hmm. That was like, that was the job. Yep. Just what well, you'd pick it and you'd clean it and you'd put it in buckets. This wasn't <laughs> at the same job. Was no, it? no. Two, two separate jobs around the same time period. Where though. do you pick garlic from? A garlic farm. <laughs> <laughs> this called, is out. Was, oh, it's this called is out, Annie's garlic. <laughs> this is where out where in Potsdam. Oh, okay. So yeah. that makes sense. Not around here. So everybody's yeah. like, Oh, that's right. Okay. Yep. So more <laughs> rural than where we know are. What I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then my first like corporate How bad job. Was, was that? It was no, I, it was, garlic doesn't really have a, Oh, it does. I reeked of garlic all summer. It bet. Okay. Because I'm like, garlic has a smell, but like, it's not like onions. Like, no, it's not. So like I wasn't that. sure, like, because like, once you break the clove, like, there is a smell to it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard about, I guess, swallowing garlic to get rid of, like, sickness? Yeah. It, my mom is a huge advocate of that. She's super into all the. Do you believe it? It works? She says it does. I've tried I, it I haven't tried it. It never worked for me. She says it does. Um, she, but her only thing was, you know, you you do it, it works really well, but then you just smell like garlic for a few days. I'm like, that's not a risk I'm willing to take. <laughs> I don't want to well, smell like. Well, like I, I don't even know what it is, but you you swallow it like a pill, like you. I think, think she crushes right? it up. I think. But, but yeah, but you crush it up, but then you just like you drink water and just like yeah, wash just, it down. So yeah. it's not like you're like like chewing garlic down. No, no, yeah. Um, I just remember doing that. I mean, like you could taste garlic in your yeah. stomach, kind of deal, but. 
I don't know if I smelt like garbage. Maybe I did. I wasn't never I think, asked anybody. Well, I think she did it pretty like she did it until she was better kind of thing. So I think after a few days of maybe she full just garlic in the better. system, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I never, I never like there was. I didn't point to garlic and be like, "That was definitely the medicine. <laughs> that was a cure all. We we love garlic, but no, um, yeah, that, that didn't work. So keep so keep going. So we, we were cleaning out cabins. Now we're cleaning, we're picking and I garlic. Moved, moved up to picking garlic, which um, it was nice. I like I really I love working on the land. Um, and it just, uh, you know, my car stink and I stink. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I was what, 15 probably at the time. I didn't care that I stink, but I stink. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, I, my first corporate job was at Walmart. I don't know how long I worked there. Um, I this actually, is in Malone, Potsdam? In, uh, Potsdam. Okay. Potsdam got a Walmart. Um, everyone hated it for a little bit, but they, the reason actually, fun fact, Pot, uh, the Walmart in Potsdam is not inside the like actual downtown area. Mm-hmm. They wanted to be there, um, but the townspeople absolutely refused. They were already angry a Walmart was coming in. They're like, if there's going to be a Walmart, it has to be outside of town. So it's, you know, five minutes outside of town. <laughs> it's like kind of between Canton and Potsdam. And yeah, so I worked there okay. for a little bit. <laughs> um, cashier or just stock cashier. person? Okay. Yep. Um, I quit that uh, while I was still going to college because at the time I, I modeled for a little bit. I wasn't very good at it. Um, okay. I was <laughs> told multiple times that I was, I'm five foot nine, too short and too fat. And I was also 15 pounds smaller than I am now. Okay. So if anybody does not know <laughs> Ellie, she, how are you five nine? I'm five nine. Yeah. Are you? Mm-hmm. Damn. Okay, so she's taller than me. I didn't. No, notice. am I really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. I, I I'm topping out at five seven. Okay. <laughs> so Ellie's tall and she is. I look like a stick figure. Yeah. I, Gumby she, has a better figure than I do. <laughs> yeah. She, she's she's not overweight in the the least. Um. So. Okay. So keep going. So you. I did. When that. did you model? Where? No. When? When? Ooh, I think like college. High school? Oh, it was it was call. I didn't get into it until college. Um, I think it was like freshman and sophomore year. I didn't. I stopped doing it because um, I had to drive down to New York City like multiple times a week, which from Potsdam is a bitch of a drive, especially Wait. when I had classes and stuff. So you would drive down to the city to model to to do auditions and yeah, it was just a. Oh, and, how long that last for? Not long because I it was just I was miserable. Say, I, like, what's I was losing six, money. Six hours? Yeah, at least. I think it probably, probably a little more. more. Than I mean, that. it's about five from here. But. Yeah, I think it was about seven hours. Um, there. And then, yeah, and I would, I would go there and back sometimes in one night. And I, I think the last one I did, I went down and it was for, um, I don't remember the name of the company, but the place, you know, when you go to a hair salon and there's a book full of like people with, that have their hair done certain ways yeah. or styles. Um, it was for one of those things. And I went down there and my agent, conveniently forgot to tell me that there it was a shave your head deal so I got down there and at the time my hair was down to my waist and they said that they were gonna shave my head and I said bye <laughs> like you can't pay me enough money to do that wow and I was just so mad and now I still they still call me sometimes and I, <laughs> I have not talked to them since so did you did any of that ever pay off like were you in anything nothing um interesting I did a, I did a thing for a brewery in in Albany or Rochester once I don't even remember what they were called um and it was it was re- so <laughs> really it was, uncomfortable but so it was like ad modeling you were like yeah it was like I wanted to do high fashion um because for someone who's shaped like I am that's the best thing to get into um but it was just not conven- yeah so a- advertisement is is the most that I ever did 
and that that lasted for not long, couple months, couple years, but oh years, but not, that's not that. That's pretty long. <laughs> but like well, I, the New York City stuff only lasted for about a semester. That was when I was getting really hardcore into it, and it was kind of a do that or do school. So how 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 many times did you drive down? Because you're talking semester, you're talking like thirty. A lot. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. It wow, could, it that could many? be, it could be 12. It could be 30. It could be 50. I just, I don't remember. I just remember doing it too much. It was too much. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So you want to go down, could you go down and stay with somebody down there? Normally I would get a hotel right outside of the city because I hate driving in the city and then get a cab from there. Um, so my dad would also drive me a lot. Um, probably more times than not. My dad would drive me. Wow. Okay. That's pretty intense then. Yeah. Yeah. When you're like, I didn't do it that long. I was thinking like, a month or two and I'm like yeah that's probably okay I mean I guess I didn't I didn't do it seriously for very long like with like real intent it was probably less than six months okay yeah um and then where'd we go from the modeling uh Bagori and then so that was so this whole time you're still centered in Potsdam yeah gotcha yeah okay um Bagori um what else did I do I worked for the school um I was actually a social media intern um and after it was, that was between the two different bagory times, I guess I was social media intern with SUNY Potsdam. Okay. Um, for what specifically there? Um, it was for their, I'm trying to remember the exact name of, I guess just the admissions department. Um, I worked for Hannah Young, who was phenomenal. She works for SUNY Canton now. Um, at the time, um, I guess they were, they a couple of times have hired, for that position, like the actual position, a job, and they like they've sent it to me. But from what I heard, things are kind of rough there right now. <laughs> um, kind of got a little rocky. So, so you're do- you basically were were advertising for the the actual college. It wasn't like the sports or a certain department. It was pretty much everything. It was the the main goal that we they hired us for was to get um, more students to, to be interested in the school. Mm-hmm. And um, specifically, what they said actually is they want city sk- they want more city kids. So what, what were you selling at Potsdam? So th- this is my thing with, and, and I applied to one college, which is Plattsburgh, and I got in. I, I, I don't, I had zero plan after, after college, except I didn't want to go into debt, which I know is weird as like a 17, 18 year old, but the one place I would not go to college ever was if you took basically New York state and cut it down the middle, anything probably 20 miles west of 87 i had no interest in going so like <laughs> potsdam clarkson uh st lawrence syracuse buffalo rochester i'm sure they're nice places out there but i legit had no interest in western <laughs> new york i don't know why i still am not a huge fan of western not in, not in a bad way i just don't have any Wait, like my so do you think canton's western new york 100 percent. which i know you guys are probably like was it central Northern. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say central. Northern. <laughs> so like I, I I know like westerns probably I think westerns anything honestly like west of Ellenburg I consider oh west, my god which okay. is like like I'm like maybe not that bad but I would say like Malone I'd start considering western New York which okay. I know is crazy but my my New York is like here 87 down to the city and that's, like Long Island that's wild okay. which is like my new I, I which is my version of New York State. I know there's a lot of people west Western New York. They don't count though. No, they don't count. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, that's that's my thing. So anytime you talk about Potsdam, I'm just like, man, it's so west. But I, I know it's like <laughs> you Westerners. Yeah, it, I don't know what you guys consider it. Northern New York, maybe. 
Yeah, that's what we. There's no way that you call it East New York. No, not East, not not Central. It'd be just Northern Noco. Okay, that's what I call up here, North Country Noco. We're the Noco. Noco. You can be the Eco. N O C O. (laughs) No, it's a it's a. You couldn't even do it Northeastern Northeast like no E O Co. I don't know. No Eco. Wow. We consider North Country up here. You guys consider North Country out there? Yeah. Do you refer to it as North Country? Yeah. Okay, well, that's all. Again, this is news to me. So, um, so now we're social media. Now, where do we go from social media? We go back to the bagelry. Yep. Um, and then you know management, um, general management, and then I had been I had not been general manager for very long, and I didn't leave because of that job. I, if I could have taken that job with me, I would. I, I adored it. I love managing. I I really liked being a part of the creative process with them. You know they. Mm-hmm included me in their growth and, and at, like valued my opinion. And that was very important to me. Um, and you were roughly how old at this time? 22, 23, 20. I think I started with them at 21 and I moved here at 23, I think. Okay. So you're about 22, 23. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the spring of 2017, I moved here. Um, I worked for uh, at Hollister for a little bit because I was the only place that was gave called me back for an interview, um, and I assistant managed there for a while. And again, great team. Like I, the manager Kamara is a fantastic guy. I really loved the crew that I work with, and feel sad when I went into them because I miss them. But I wanted, I guess, more out of out of my life, so I went and uh, applied for this nonprofit that's in Keysville. And they do housing-related stuff, and that's where I am now. Cool. Yep. All right. And uh, so opposite, I think people have I've said this, but so that's what, like seven, eight jobs, roughly? Oh, yeah, I know. I t- roughly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. So I've done ice cream for seven <laughs> years and did real estate, so I'm kind of a, I'm a long-term <laughs> kind of person. I, I guess I'm kind of boring in my job career. It's a good thing to be, though, in a career. Yeah. We'll see, but that's, yeah, that's, that's one. So, um, now you mentioned, uh, gym, gym or, Oh, I worked at the gym too for a while at Potsdam. Oh, Sorry. Okay. I forgot. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, you're, you're talking about owning a gym. Yeah. So like, what, what's the plans on that? Like, what, what do you want to do? Are you taking, um, are you taking the wildling with you, John? John. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody doesn't know, um, Ellie's boyfriend, John, is a mixture of the the guy. He reminds me of the guy on <laughs> Game of Thrones, yep. the wild, the main wildling guy, or basically the other kind of front guy in Braveheart. Yeah, another we'll call Scott. him a ginger Conor McGregor. Yeah, yep. <laughs> like a like a Conor McGregor, like a a, a ginger Kimbo Slice kind of guy. Yeah, <laughs> and he's good. He's a good guy. He's got yeah, he he's is. got a great beard. So yeah. W- so w- w- what's your what's your gym? story like what 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 do you want to do with the gym aspirations type of gym style location so you want the like the condensed version or the long form version you can do i mean we're just a long form podcast so you okay. can you, you can dive into it you can say whatever you want so we're gonna break if, it down if if, 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 it, if, it, if it's top secret you can just say the, oh, this... safe, the safe word of whatever no <laughs> but, um, pineapple um <laughs> so um when i i think sophomore year of College is when I really got into um, fitness and weightlifting and that kind of stuff. Uh, so I started working at the gym junior year and took a personal training class with, with Tanya. She's the um, gym manager there. 
actually, I think they moved her to the head of the exercise department. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. She was, at the time, she was the head of the gym. Um, and I, I just really enjoyed the environment. I enjoyed the people that I was around um, who I would, you know, work out with. Um, and I also enjoyed being less small. <laughs> and I just, I just fell in love with it. And um, I'd say right now, my my plan, if I'm looking long-term, um, I, I want to do real estate. I don't see myself ever coming to an end with real estate. Um, I think that it's, it's just super flexible. Um, and in that way, it's something that I kind of want to do long-term. It's something I'll be able to do around kids and then down the line, just get, get away with more stuff. Uh, but I would definitely still like to open a gym. I joke about the abandoned warehouses that are behind our apartments right now, which are just sitting there mm-hmm. because they're filled with asbestos. <laughs> about, a good gym, right? About removing the asbestos um, and um, opening up a gym there. But I think more realistically, if we opened up a gym in Plattsburgh, I would want to do a powerhouse-style one mm-hmm. um, because I think that there is definitely a need for it and at the t- this time there has not been a powerhouse style gym effectively run um no offense to the people that have so that's more more like power lifting or power yeah. lifting or just kind of like a, a like a gym with multiple because i know powerhouse had a lot of things going on yeah and like that's diff- like different well i mean like uh like power lifting you know they had like indoor soccer i know they had like yeah. some sports and they things. had a lot of um uh I never went Martial there, but I, stuff. yeah, I just, and, I just yeah. know they had a few different avenues they had going on. I went there, I went there once. Um, I, I like the setup a lot. I don't like the location if, if, cause I've like spitballed at the thought of just, cause it, I think it's for sale again. I, I just going for it there, but I don't like the location. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like the way it's set up. Um, it's very, it's very open. It's basically a garage, which like most powerlifting gyms kind mm-hmm. of are, um, I can't talk as much about this as I would like to because John's the powerlifting genius. But um, I I want to have a gym that has different classes, especially fighting classes, because I'm I kind of my dad's a like black MMA belt. or self defense or karate. Yes, your dad's Just, a black belt. Uh, yeah, and I don't ask me in what because it's in several things. I know he does jujitsu. Wow. Um, yeah, he's so I I grew up with uh, you know fighting mats. And Is he an MMA, MMA guy? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just know that he, cool. okay. he likes to fight him, like not fight himself, fight for himself. So he'll, he has friends that come over and they'll like, he has a shop and he has an upstairs with, it's all mats. Oh, so they have like mats and, and they just wrestle. <laughs> so they roll around. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. And then he has like all these little wooden knives and guns and stuff that you can practice with. And this guy that Jeez, I, okay. this little dummy that I call Joe. He's that like you a can Ninja practice Turtle on. then. He's, yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> Living the living the dream. Love it. Um, but yeah, I would like to have classes like that, and um, probably a little daycare center. And I would. The, there's another section of it that I will I will leave secret because I think it's a great idea. I don't want. Well, that's take that's it. fine. Yeah. But we'll... yeah, no. In at some point in my life, I will own a gym and cool. uh, let John run it. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I just want to own it. There you go. <laughs> um, so uh, back backing up. Um, so so before. So most people, so you, you guys know how I, I prep for any of these podcasts. I'll probably get better at this. Maybe people I don't know so well. Usually people that I, I kind of come on and have, I'm friends with, I, I kind of an idea what I want to talk about. So when Ellie showed up, I told her earlier today, I said, hey, you know, just kind of make a list of things that you want to talk about. My OCD is going, there's a cup that I have no clue why there's a cup under that. That one? Yeah, I don't know why it's there. Sorry. So, aside from that, guys. Um, so the... <laughs> 
So I asked Ellie, I said, you know, come up with some stuff that you want to talk about. And you know, I'll have a list too. Well, I think we showed up. Neither of us had a list. <laughs> no. Ellie said she's been thinking about it all day. I honestly have not thought about it at all because I've been running around all day. And I, I literally sat down, was, was finishing up some stuff. And uh, we sat down. I just started jotting some ideas down. So this is how the ideas really come up. So there's really no rhyme or reason or, or orderly fashion. But as I've said before on this podcast, a lot of it is I just bring people on that I like and want to talk to and just kind of let the conversation go wherever. There's really no structure. I have a bunch of ideas down, so if we get (laughs) off topic, I can bring it back. Um, But yeah, so if you're ever wondering why this podcast is kind of all over the place and there's not really a a flow to it, um, I don't care because it's my podcast. And like I said before, it's kind of of a a selfish podcast that I'm doing it more because I enjoy it. And if you like it, great. If not... Again, it's my podcast, so let's. Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna jump from the gym to um, a couple things. So I want to kind of talk talk these three topics that I think are they kind of piggyback off each other. First one, actually, what order do you want to talk about the llamas or homeschooling first? <laughs> Wh- which one's more? Let's talk homeschooling because I think that probably came up first. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, yeah. So what what was your so what was your age of being homeschooled? First off, um, from when to when? I guess birth. <laughs> I don't know at what age she started because like, I, say I kindergarten. always um, probably earlier. Um, I think she probably started teaching us around. I don't know three what, or what, four? what age is kindergarten. Like five. Okay, yeah, so I was probably Ish. about three. Okay. Um, until I was, I think, fourteen or fifteen. It was so sophomore like, year of high school okay. when I started. Yeah. And you have a brother. Yes. Older, younger? A year and a half younger. So he was born in October. And he was still, he was homeschooled also. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, so I have never been homeschooled. <laughs> I, what's your thoughts on homeschooling? I think. Good, bad, based off your experience. It, I think it depends entirely on the parents and, and the area at the time. So where I grew up, um, I grew up in Oakland, Tennessee. And it was, so at the time, Tennessee was the fourth worst state in the United States to get a public education. Fayette County was the worst county and Oakland was the worst school within the county. Um, kids would die in gang-related incidents. Just very, at school? Yeah. Very, very not a good place to go. Every, almost every kid I grew up with from that neighborhood has been to prison. Um, wow, okay. Very, very... Uh, this is right out Memphis? Right outside of Memphis, Southwest, yeah. right? Um, Tennessee? Yes, Southwest. Okay. Yep. Uh, so... Yeah, my mom chose to homeschool us. The only reason we were in Memphis is because she uh, is a pilot for FedEx and the hub for FedEx is in Memphis mm-hmm. um, so that she could just be home more. And so she would do these trips. I think the, the main one she did growing up was to uh, Campinas, Brazil. I know the name is funny. Um, <laughs> when I was a kid, and <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Camp Penis, but I'm not sure. Um, How I know it sounds, huh? as a kid telling neighbors where she was, and obviously they had no idea that that was a place. And they're like, "Are you are you sure that's where mo- your mommy is?" So, um, it's like band camp. <laughs> but she she would go f- there for three days and be home for four, and so she would teach us during the four, and then the other three she was gone. Were your um, four like Saturday Sunday? I honestly, I think she was gone to. Tuesday through Thursday, and then the other four we had. So when every kids are like hanging out, you're in front of the books. Yeah, I mean, luckily for us, because we were homeschooled, like I have a lot of memories of like I grew up on a trampoline pretty much. I spent most of my time there, and so my mom would come and sit with us and feed us carrots for good right answers. And so, so I, so that's the thing with homeschooling. It's kind of like working from home. Yeah. So you, 
like this is my thought. Like I, I realtors work a lot of them work from home. So yeah. like you can, you can, you know, you can work on the couch while you're watching Netflix. In your PJs, yeah, yeah. Um, or now, now, granted that there's certain levels of production when it's involved. Self motivation like so, is important. <laughs> yeah. So if you're if you're the agent that's sitting at home in their pajamas and and kind of, I did it for a while, but I was, I'm sure my wife will tell you, I probably never came out of the room because I actually was working. It was just yeah. more of a space. So depends on the production level. So yep. I couldn't imagine now working with any kind of TV on because I have no time to watch TV period, let yeah. alone while I'm working. Um, but that's why I always kind of thought like homeschool is like working from home where you just kind of, you know, if you want to go jump on the trampoline or yeah. in that case, I guess for working at home, maybe go play video games. I don't know, something like that. But, <laughs> um, so how often did you like homeschooling for like, so it was like a typical day of going to school, you go in at like say eight and you're done by two, three o'clock. You know, what, what's the typical homeschooling? Do you just like crunch it for three hours and you're done? So, um, it was kind of a mixture of things and my mom changed up different methods, um, different times. I think, uh, we did online schooling for a little bit, which is basically like online college, but for, you know, elementary school. Um, I guess the, the downside to homeschooling is we're always at school. So I, we, I, there were times where she would have us do, I think it was 7.30 to 3.30 is when she'd make us do schoolwork um, when we got a little older. Um, when we were younger, it was just 24-7, <laughs> but, yeah. but in, a, in a fun way. Um, we did, did not get, have video games growing up. My did mom, you get homework? Yes. Okay. Um, it was kind of like a here's, here's your stuff, I guess a little more college style. Here's, here's what you need to do do it by this time. Mm -hmm. I don't care, you know, how or where or how long it takes you as long as you do it right. Um, and most of our, like we, <laughs> we had all hundred Bill Nye episodes on VHS. And so that was my science class. <laughs> um, uh, that science and math is probably where it fell behind. And that's kind of where my, my cons to homeschooling is. And again, you know, it depends on the area and it depends on the parent and, and, nothing negative against my mom whatsoever because she was also working full-time at, at the time and, and um, did did very well with what she had. So, um, so for, for you, homeschooling was more of a safety yeah. route. With So my, my view, again, I've never been homeschooled. I think, I think there's merit to... I think now, day and age, there's two different... Like, homeschooling, I, I think you lose a lot of the social aspect. Yeah. Um, which I think is an education in itself, meaning Absolutely. going to school, you know, trying to make friends, getting bullied, dealing with that, dealing yeah. with teachers, dealing with problems, dealing when things don't work out, dealing when Absolutely. tests are tough. Yeah. I think there's a lot of life lessons. Um, you know, obviously I played on a lot of sports teams growing up, you know, just having friends and buddies and playing sports and kind of just like working hard as a group, I think is valuable. Um, but I also think there's negatives to school in the sense of like standardized testing. I think, um, you know, getting kids ready for college or the, the um, and may, maybe it's different now. Of course, it's been 10, 12 years since we were in high school. Yeah. But, you know, learning information, memorizing information to take a test for the next day to forget it. Yeah. To rememorize stuff for the next chapter test or whatever. I, I've never been a big fan of that. I like concepts more. I, I like agree, yeah. understanding. Um, I like practical stuff where you're actually hands-on learning. Yeah. Um, I wish 
back in high school, of course, back, back then it wasn't as, I didn't know it was a good skill to have. And I don't think I knew back then because we weren't taught. It was just society. It was like, you know, get your grades up, get good grades, go to college. Yep. I wish I would have went to uh, CB Tech locally, which is just a technology kind of off-campus thing yep. that you'd leave halfway through the day. And it was funny because back then when kids would go to CV Tech, I think a lot of people looked at them as like slackers mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, they're going to go play around and do electrical or automotive technology. Yeah. yeah and like yep. I'm looking at that now. I'm like, geez, I wish I would have went two, three years of that. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have took all the tech classes because yep. now it's like I wish I would I'd be much more apt to build stuff Those and fix my cars and yeah. instead of learning, memorizing, um, you know, stuff that I could Google today, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and I find yeah. like that, I find like homeschooling and again, I don't know, maybe homeschooling nowadays is more kids learning that way. I mean, they're not yeah. memorizing stuff for a test. I don't know if there's, is there standardized testing for homeschooling? There is. Like, do you um, have to take a regents? Not, I mean, I'm not sure by the time, um, I'm sure there's probably some kind of regulation. Yeah, like there kids got to pass something to prove. You have their... to have a certain. There's a certain test you have to take. A certain type of scoring you have to take. Um, like I and I had to pass certain tests to to prove that I was capable of getting into you know tenth grade when I started. Um, so there there are like testing methods in Tennessee. I think it was a little looser um, because New York New York State's a lot more stringent with mm-hmm. their with their um, schooling. Uh, I I do think that homeschooling is like if I had the time when I have children I would like to homeschool them for a couple of years just for the first formative ones um because the way my the same way I think reason my mom did it to it really um inspired a love of learning and I found Mm -hmm. that that (laughs) public school kind of crushed that love yeah um but I mean just especially you know with my mom's schedule and and how it worked with her working we were able to travel a lot. So most of my history in geography and um, kind of knowledge came from visiting places. Yeah. And, and that was a lot of fun. I've been to most of the States uh, and got to experience that stuff. And I had a, a very deep love for history growing up as a kid, um, especially the revolutionary war. I used to be able to quote the first page of Thomas Paine's book and can't anymore. Common sense. Yeah. I, all I know now is these are the times to try men's souls and something about a summer soldier. Yeah. We'll test um, you later. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, 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 she just, it inspired a lot of learning and I, I love to read and I loved to know more about things. And, um, I just think that, you know, once, when we moved up here is about when I think I should have started public school. Mm-hmm. She, transferred she went from the flying i think md10 to a triple seven um the studying and and work with that just overloaded her and um my you know 13 year old self wasn't incredibly motivated (laughs) to teach myself and i think at that point it was it was good to kind of get into school yeah i think home i think homeschooling you have the opportunity like you said depending on the situation and the the parent and stuff to have a better learning experience and i I agree like i mean I, i have you know, obviously one, one kid now and, and, um, you know, I would love to, you know, provided we have the means and stuff is take him out of school for a couple days and go on a trip. Like, I think, I think like, I remember when I was in school and it's funny how how things kind of, you really understand a little bit more as you get an adult. When you're a kid, you're like, my God, I'm going to miss class. I'm going to be fall behind. I'm going to fail and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I would rather take him out, go do a weekend trip or take him out for a day and go to you know, go to something and, yeah. and just have like a family day versus, 
you know, hey, we we have to go to class because we don't want you to miss your science class. Yeah. Like, nobody's. The thing is, like when I look at it, I don't think I remember any science classes ever. You might remember a thing here and there. Yeah. But like, I guarantee you, I remember a lot of my trips. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think like that's that's something I hope I can do is that, you know, just kind of say like, hey, we're gonna play hooky for, you know, Tuesday or whatever, and go. Just like you and I going on a trip somewhere, yeah. or go, you know, go f- or just hang out, go to a movie, go out to eat and just kind of like have a dad Sunday or yeah. dad daughter day or something I think is cool. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I think there is some merit to that for sure. Um, well, switching gears. Now, wh- where was the llama farm? We mentioned this and, and uh, I don't think you've ever told me that you lived on a llama farm. So how- yeah, go into that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, it was uh, obviously it was a hobby farm. You know, we didn't wasn't for financial reasons, um, but it was it was in Tennessee. Um, we had a seven acre property, kind of in the little bit of woods that are left from Memphis, kind of encroaching on it, and uh, we had two big ponds that the llamas would stand dead center of in the winter in the summertime because it gets you know 120 in the summer there, and they have very thin coats, um, but. I guess, I don't know, we had, I think at the most, I don't think we ever had more than, than 15. And I'm, I'm pretty sure the reason my parents even got them is because a neighbor was moving and they had llamas and they were trying to find someone to take the llamas. So my parents just took them and, um, yeah, we just grew so, up around them. So how do you get a llama? You like order it? I, honestly, I know this sounds dumb, but like you go pick it up at a, like you contact somebody and just go get one. I honestly don't know. There are actually um, like, just thinking back on traveling around, there are quite a few, um, I mean, llama a f- farms in the area. Yeah. There's a few locally, but like, yeah. I, how does like, how do you just say, I'm just starting like, where's the llama? I think you'd shop? have to pick one. <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> I know. Like they just like box it up and send it to you. Um, I think typically we you get them from like a, another llama farm. You know, they buy a baby from them. Um, just probably, get a couple of them, just let them mate. Probably similarly to to getting any most of their farm animals, hmm. yeah. Um, except for chicks, I'm pretty sure you can order those online. Cause, it's like such a weird, like a llama, because yeah. they spit, right? Yeah, they're they're real assholes. So what do they do? They, do they bite? They must bite. They do bite. I have not been, I have not been bitten by a llama. I've been kicked and I've been spit on though. So if you like walk up to a llama to pet it and it's just like having a bad day, it will just legit spit at you. You will know because their ears go back. Really? Yeah, they got these long rabbit ears, and they'll go back. And you know, every time I've been spit on has been me feeding them. <laughs> and is, they, is, yeah, isn't there a llama? Maybe it's a goat. On the Pearl, one of the Pearl Jam albums, am I wrong on that? I think you're right. I, I think it check. is a llama. Is it a llama? I'm gonna, you got I'm a gonna, phone. I'm gonna go, look go, it up. Just Google like Pearl Jam llama. Like this one, I think like he's kind of like looking in, and they had like the old fishbowl yes. glasses back in the day, and yes. his tongue was out. These, this is, see, this is the kind of fence we had too. And so like one of those, like the. Is that a llama? That is definitely a what, llama. Which album is that? VS versus. Because um, there's llamas at the uh, hospital. Really? Are they llamas or they're alpacas? I think they're llamas. At the hospital? What's the difference? Alpacas are much nicer <laughs> and they're smaller and fluffier. Alpacas? I think they're llamas. Really? Right at the I, hospital, there, there's like, if you drive a bit down, there's like pens out there. There's legit llamas. No way. How? Go drive by them. You might the be hospital, like, like the one that's on the CDPH, way. CDPH, like the only one in the area. 
Like Ellie. How have I not seen? You're, you're going to be the, like the llama whisperer. You're going to go in. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm start spitting the... at you. Yeah, I'll spit at them dri- this time. Driving down Beak when you spit at. Um, no, yeah, go check it out. No way. Legit llamas. How I, I believe the seen... llamas. I don't think they're alpacas. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't seen either of them, so I must have just be, I must be very unobservant. Like, they look like the one you no just showed. No way. Um, yeah, I, yeah. That's great. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be a good one uh, to, for, you, for you to check out. Um, <laughs> so... Let's talk about. We kind of mentioned. I, I guess your dad's an MMA guy, fighter, rolls around. Yeah, rolls around on the ground. Your mom's a pilot. Yes. Which is pretty badass. Yes, it is. Anything noteworthy about your brother? Sorry, he probably is. <laughs> no, he's boring. No, I'm just he's kidding. He's boring. So, <laughs> um, does he live around here? He lives um, in Canton with okay. his fiance. Um, he is a very talented musician. He actually like shares stuff on YouTube. Um, I guess. Can you give him a plug so people can check his stuff out? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what his. Was he play? Did he sing? He sings. Um, it's. I'm gonna try and find what his handle is because I. I think it's Mike Gent. Is his name Mike Gent? It's not. No, it is. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's a stage name. Um. No, I want Mike Gent. So it, it's kind of. It used to be Ed Sheeran style. Um. Now I can't find it. So he's guitar or guitar, piano, drums. Um, yes, he he's multi-talented musically. And I remember when he was like three, um, learning he learning to play guitar. We had this just old school 1960s hippie who was teaching. I mean, like this guy had hair down to his waist and he had the headband and the round glasses and like yeah, man, that kind of guy. And I remember the one of the first songs he learned to play. I think he was like six. Was Smoke on the Water. Great. Um, yeah, and so he, he's just kind of been into music since then, and he has one of those looper pedals that Ed Sheeran uses. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's really talented. I know it's Mike Jen, and I can't, I can't find it, and I feel like a terrible sister now. Um, I, he posted on Facebook. That's how I find it. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe we can link something to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, <clears throat> qu- question I have. Actually, I'm just going to go into this because I'm looking down at my my list of notes and I've hit everything up the top, but one thing, and then we'll go to the middle. Nobody can see this. Maybe actually you can, cause we're taping this. So you'll, you'll see it on YouTube, but, um, I just got to have a notepad. I have all these little topics I want to talk about. So my next one, cause I still have not done this. What should the podcast be? named? <laughs> <laughs> I've asked every guest and nobody's given me a really good answer. Um, I, again, I know this is probably gonna be redundant for a lot of people, but Something with my name is preferable. Can you think of anything? Because um, eventually it's going to just be called the unnamed podcast because I keep saying the unnamed <laughs> the podcast. The podcast that shall not be named. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, <laughs> I don't hate the unnamed podcast with Galen, but um, I guess. Very creative. If you want to like steal a real estate kind of thing, you could do like real talk with Galen. But that's kind of, I know that's kind of like. Take New York City, real deal. Real deal, yeah. It's like, like one of their big things down there. I, I, uh, I don't. Man, I don't know. It might just be the Galen Trombley show. It's like so, I like that. so boring. I, want, I wanted to do the Galen Trombley experience because, because like, because of Joe just, Rogan. Yeah, I just want to like hack him. Who Why cares? Don't you just do an experience with Galen Trombley. Just that, that sounds a bit. that sounds a little too sensual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yes, it talk, does. <laughs> talk, talking quieter in the mic. Um, Welcome to the Galen Trombley uh, experience. Get some, get some mood music. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that out. So nothing good. Nothing you can think of. I gotta start once this actually goes live and people start listening. I'm hoping people reach out and say you should name it this. You have a competition. 
Whoever whoever comes with a good idea will be featured. We could. That's it. Get on the podcast by naming the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be it. Name like, that I, podcast. I, 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 thank you all two people that will put it out there or try. Um, so <clears throat> we, we've mentioned this before too, but uh, you said you're an avid reader or yes. used to be. Still I, are? I still am. Um, I Now it's kind of more in spurts. Like for example, this spring between... March and May, I read three of the Game of Thrones books. I don't know if you've seen them, but they're yep. very big. Um, and, but well <laughs> my eyes aren't like they used to be. <laughs> so you normally the writing's after, small, right? Yeah, and normally after a spurt like that, um, I'm walking around with glasses and I have to stop for a while. So um, I also it just it's just very time consuming because um, it's hard for me. Are they are they over a thousand pages? They, they're pretty I don't damn think close they're, to that. they're probably close. They're yeah. they're they're big books. Um, I don't know. I've never looked at the page numbers, but they're probably pretty close to that. Yeah. Um, so it's hard for me to read stuff like that, though, especially like he's a he's a phenomenal author. Uh, author. Arthur. Uh, he's good a show. phenomenal good, author. Good show. Yeah, it is a good show. Walking down um, the street. But it's hard to it's hard to get back into the real world when you know you pug out three books and then you're kind of like what like what world am I living? Wait, in right so now? this was what one a month roughly? You said March about, to May. About. How many books? There's six, seven. I think there's six, six. Or supposedly, yeah. like one. One's more on out. the way, but he takes his time. And which, you know what? Normally, I'd be pissed at, but they're so long that I can understand why it would take him. Um, okay, so that's a lot. So you still have a few to read. Yes, yeah, so my my mom got me the whole set for Christmas last year, and she's like, "I want you to read all the books I gave you for Christmas before." Oh, that's this right. Christmas. You told me that. So yeah, that, those were the books. No, the books that she was talking about. I I jokingly told her, "Well, I'm halfway through, you know, the last Game of Thrones book," um, but it, she's actually talking about she's uh, a yogi, um, both religiously and in practice. She she loves yoga. Um, it's it starts with a V. Vinyasa. Maybe. Uh, so, uh, uh, Vikram. Vikram? I think it's Vikram. Is it V with the B? Vikram? Vikram? I don't she know anything about know. yoga. I um, know down dog. Like, so the first baby. thing my mom would tell you is <laughs> um, yoga is not about the positions. It's about a, it's a state of mind. So, <laughs> so my, my, my state of mind is usually me just like really struggling she invited me one time because she she's going through these classes like there's different levels of yoga teachers so there's like you know the yoga teacher at the gym and then there's a yoga teacher that's gonna like re, re, rewire your whole life she went to uh um india for about three weeks um this fall and they shaved her head and she went through the whole process very she's very she has one tattoo and it's the own symbol which uh, apparently means essentially god and it, it is all um but yeah, she's, she's very into that. And so for Christmas, I always get yoga books <laughs> and I, I do enjoy yoga. Um, not, you do it? And not, I, I've done it a few times. I grew up doing it. Uh, I took a class once in college, <laughs> didn't major in it though. Um, uh, but the, she invited me to one, one of her classes once cause she had a videotape it for something and, uh, she didn't invite me back. I have a hard time sitting still. <laughs> were you holding the camera? No, oh, I, in, I was, okay. I was in it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I've, I've done yoga sporadically, but not yeah. like, not, I mean like here and there, like once every, yeah, not, Just not very good. Limber up. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I'm like, ah, I need to stretch. I'd start doing it for about like a week or two and then I'm out. Yeah. Um, so we're we talking about books. So you, you read, um, the Game of Thrones books. I read, I've read three, three of, them. of I think the one I'm on right now is 
has blood in the title. I don't know which one it but, is. But they're pretty um, – Are they? do they follow the show? I mean, obviously, the show leaves a ton out because yeah, there's, no way it can, yeah, there's no way it can yeah. maintain all that. Um, I actually started the show first, uh, John's stepfather – who has the same name as my dad. They're both Toms, and they both do martial arts oh, th- and ride motorcycles. I thought motorcycles. they were like Tom Gent. I'm like, it's Tom Gent and Tom Morrison. Yep. And they, wow. they've like, they've before they met this over the summer and apparently they had met before and didn't know it. Cause they fight, they fought together. Um, they're just like That's two unreal. peas in a pod. It's really funny. That's unreal. Um, but anyways, uh, John's Tom, uh, <laughs> loaned us, um, his, he has game of Thrones on, on DVD and he loaned us, I think we got through the first three or four seasons, but that just much like the books, just, you got to have a lot of time to dedicate yeah. to it. Um, but they are, they are pretty, at least the first season is, is pretty dedicated to like almost word for word. Some of the scenes. Oh really? Yeah. Cool. That's very good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I I'm in the last season. I think I watched one episode of it. I don't. It's one of those same thing. I don't watch enough TV, so for me to try to get and you have to remember it, everything. <laughs> well, that's that's the problem. Yeah. So like, I didn't even want to start because ne- by the next time the, I think the last season comes out this year or next mm-hmm. year, I want to just watch them all in one shot and be yeah. done. Which honestly, when I say that, it's probably gonna take me almost a whole year to get through two seasons. But, yeah. Uh, we'll see. Maybe I I just finished the. Uh, did you watch Escape at Danamora? No, actually, when we were we went down to Lake George um, this weekend so I could see one of my college friends, and we actually we got a hotel and at like three in the morning because I couldn't sleep, I put on uh, the TV, and that was the first thing that popped up. Oh, really? And I, it was I didn't finish it, um, but it was it's a show, a TV show, right? I don't it's a series, I, like okay. a mini series. It, it was seven episodes, but I watched the last one. I watched the last episode last night. It's and done very well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, or the the bit no, that I saw. No, it was. It was done really good. I, yeah. the, the the only part of the whole show, and I could be wrong. I would actually like to have somebody on the podcast that knows more about this stuff than I do because I know nothing about this besides the fact that we I mean, we lived through like the search part of it. I say lived through it. I watched it and heard helicopters. We were around over, when it happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I heard helicopters over my my where we lived, but it wasn't like a. You know, I, I didn't really feel endangered at all. It was just more of like kind of a... Oh, it was Do- almost like watching like a real life thriller yeah. murder mystery movie. I, um, but it was real Dog time. Dog the Bounty Hunter came into the store that I managed um, during that time period. And I wasn't there. That My employees told me about it. And I was like, you're, you're fucking kidding me. Like, no, yeah, no, that no he gonna, did it. That guy's going to find him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, no, so like the whole series I thought was done really good. And for the most part, I thought was fairly true i mean i know there's elements of uh fictionalization yeah. just to make it more probably movie more interesting enticing yeah. for people yeah. to watch um the last scene i don't care i'm not going to spoil it for anybody you guys can if you haven't watched it yet too bad um the last scene <laughs> skip ahead it was like joyce mitchell and she's like in the in her cell and she's like hey can you listen to this? Me read this, this transcript, basically that I'm going to say to the judge, they want me to make it sound, uh, what's the word? Like, uh, like forgiving or, or whatever. Like apologetic. Sorry. Yeah. Apolo- there we go. Apologetic. And I think someone told me that that was actually real. Like she actually legit, like read it to the guard just saying like, oh, you got to whatever. Yeah. And then at the very end, he's like, yeah. And I swear to God, this is like the last scene. He's like, yeah, you know, we like to uh, I like to throw a party for people leaving, and of course I'm like, throw a party? Why the why would they throw a party? Not realizing that it was like, like party in my pants kind of deal. 
And I think that's what it, maybe I'm totally wrong on this, but I'm like, why would the guard say that? (laughs) And I'm like, there's no way that happened in real life. And I'm like, why would they put that at the last scene? Which didn't make any sense because the rest of the movie I thought was very factual. And this was like the the part where it was like, they did did a Lifetime movie like a few months back, which was awful. Of Escape of Denimore? Yeah, awful. They've done they, two they did, things they, on it. They, they did. There wasn't. This wasn't the Ben Stiller one. This was like no, the, whatever. I'm surprised. Um, it's I would that like to get. Once this podcast reaches the two people out there, if anybody can get Ben Stiller on, I would love to ask him about this because I don't understand the very ending. But the, the Lifetime movie was terrible. The whole thing oh was God. like, was like a. It was literally like taking the premise of the show and adding every fictional like trashy like, like. Just it was terrible. There, <laughs> there was so many mis. Things that just weren't right and they fabricated so much and they tried to make it this it was, it was a joke. But this one was like very good and all of a sudden this last scene like if that actually happened, one that guard would probably be in trouble or fired or whatever. Yeah. But I don't believe any of that happened. So it's just weird how they ended on that note. And not to mention the actual chase was shot in about an hour and a half on the last episode. So I'm like, Oh, they're gonna break out and they'll be chasing them for a few episodes and they're gonna kinda show most of it was everything leading up to the breakout and then the actual catching chase part, which was like the interesting what, part, three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Which for everybody was more interesting. Yeah. Was done in a week and a, or done in an hour and a half episode, which I thought I wish it was probably another episode at least. Yeah. And maybe do an hour and then do another two hour finale. So it'd give probably another hour and a half to the series. Cause I think there was, it, it seemed like it was done very quickly. Yeah. Now, granted, I don't know how much more interesting they could make going through the woods and chasing them, but there was a Touché. lot of stuff. I wish they would have made a little bit more of maybe reaction from the from locals or trying to make like it may again maybe we're just more interested because we're around the area versus yeah, people that are watching out in like, <laughs> California watching yeah, it. Yeah. Um. It just seemed weird. It seemed like they really just like went too quickly over the final episode and i thought the last scene was really bad unless i'm really missing something which i could somebody could say hey actually idiot you're this was what it actually meant or what they what they meant by it or what they were supposed to be showing but it seemed very uh far-fetched to me so i, I don't know wait so the last line was him just saying they throw a party for people Some, something like that it's and then so she just kind of like looks at him and the door shuts he walks off and i swear to god the music played and they were done they were out and then it went to like, then they started like, well, Tilly was in prison for whatever. And yeah. then just like wrapped it up. And legit, it was like her getting questioned. And all of a sudden, like six months later in November. And I'm like, there was so much stuff that they, they uh, I thought, left out. Yeah. Not, not, I mean, they, they got majority of the stuff. And I'm sure, obviously, they were up here a long time doing yeah. site work and things like that. But it just seemed like they, they left a lot of wow. stuff that people would rather have seen. But granted, maybe just because we lived it up here yeah. versus people out some part of the country that were just like, oh, that ended great. So I don't know. We'll see. But that, that seemed like the only like really stretch thing they were trying to do. But it is nominated for Golden Globe. No way. And uh, that's cool. Patricia Arquette is nominated too, which is cool. And I think that's coming up next week or this Sunday. Might be this Sunday. The Golden Globe's coming up soon. Wow. Um, so it'd be cool. It'd be yeah, cool that's pretty it. cool. Um, all right. So switching gears... Um, We'll, we'll see where this one goes. Oh, you, boy. So I have one rule on this podcast. Oh. And it's not even really a rule because I, I make everything up as I go. But the, the rule I had said was no politics. And I got some friends and they'll, they'll know exactly where I'm coming from on this. Um, this isn't 
I guess, a huge rule of, of, of mine, but we've kind of adopted it for a fun um, summertime thing that we, we get together after 4th of July. But number one rule is no politics, basically because politics never get you anywhere. Nope. You either complain about useless stuff that doesn't matter because you're never going to fix it, or you're just going to get in a heated debate and disagree with somebody and, and rip friendships and families <laughs> and everything else apart. So Ruin everything. Uh, there's no politics because I, I look at it. I don't really care what people's views are politically. Nobody cares what my views are politically. <laughs> Neither of us are going to do anything about it for the most part, unless you're really a big activist and want to try. Um, but I'm curious because you said something about you wanted to be president since you were four. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so go into it. I mean, I don't, you don't got to go like super deep and, but I mean, yeah, go wherever you want. I'm, I'm not going to debate you on any kind of politics <laughs> or agree with yeah. you on any politics. So go ahead. Um, I, won't, I won't go super into detail. I just, I've always been um, very passionate about stuff. And I remember very specifically the instant that I decided that I wanted to be president. I don't anymore want to be president. I realize there are positions far more powerful. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. We got uh, Claire Underwood over here. <laughs> um, but I, I wanted to be president because I, we drove by a construction site and I saw all the dead trees. And at I, four. At four. And I saw all the dead trees and I said... Someday I want to be president so I can make it illegal to cut trees down. Oh, and my, my loving mother said, that's stupid. Presidents can't do that. <laughs> and um, just, just go on your town board. You could... <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, there you go. Um, but I, ever since then, I, I had, um, I think part of it was because I loved history so much. My mom encouraged history a lot. And um, I think if you're interested in history, you know, politics obviously play a, a very large part in history and in what happens in history. Um, and I'm very passionate about people and justice and that just kind of carries forward. I don't, I do not want to be president any longer though. I think that, um, is not I, a good role. <laughs> I, I always like what I find is, is presidents are always the people that get remembered the most. Um, obviously they have a lot of power. There's checks and balances and all that stuff. So that, you know, obviously Congress has a lot of power yeah, and, yeah. and, and yeah. Uh, judicial, I mean, they have power or yeah, yeah. judicial and in, in the legal or, or law standpoint um but i find that like presidents good or bad for whatever they do they always get i was just watching the 90s which is on netflix yeah and there was a lot on bush and there was a lot on clinton because those yeah. were the two of the 90s and so you have republican you have democrat you have bush who was only i guess in the 90s for say two three years yeah um, and then Clinton, who was the remaining seven or eight, um, and both like good or bad, they we both, get blamed for everything. <laughs> well, they got blamed for a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And they, of course they, they picked out the flaws of both. Yep. And then they had the good stuff of both. And then it was funny cause at the very end, they're both like, I think that president's going to be really looked at as someone positive in, in the world or, you know, in history. Yeah. And what's, what I always find interesting is that. I don't think I've lived through, of course, my young age from H. Bush, or no, sorry, Bush. Yep. H. Bush, yeah. Yep. To Clinton, to W, to Obama, to Trump. Now I hit everybody, right? Five? Yes. So those are the five in my lifetime. I think if you question anybody when that president's going through, they're the worst person in history. Absolutely. Everybody hates them. Yep. (laughs) They can't do anything right. 50% 50% love them, 50% hate them. Um, but what I find is that when you look back at it now and you poll everybody, you would, 
again, maybe I'm wrong, but I think people look like look at Bush Absolutely. one as yeah. Oh, he was great. You look at Clinton. Yeah, he was great. Then you look at Bush again. Yep. He was great. Obama. He was great. Now Trump. Everybody hates Trump. I don't know. I don't, not going to start an uproar. Yep. <laughs> I'm just saying. Ten years from now, are people going to look back and be like yeah. blah blah blah? Because it's it just anybody you've looked at in history, Jimmy Carter. Oh, like blah blah blah. Like every they have their pros and cons when they're yeah. doing it, but then people always look back at them like, oh, they were good. Yeah, they were a good guy. I I would go to dinner with them type deal. So. Yeah, um, absolutely. So before all anybody Trump haters or Trump supporters on this, don't freak out. I'm talking future. The future will tell. Future will tell. <laughs> I'm just saying from future of past presidents. Yeah, you know, you're they absolutely They always right. seem like they have a favorable opinion down the road. The after past the is always is always golden. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And uh, actually, I've I've seen every living president except Jimmy Carter and Trump. You've seen all of them? I've seen all of them. I saw, I know this is funny. I saw, when I was a kid, I saw H. Bush in Maine, because we went to like Wells, I don't know, someplace in Maine. And like they're, they're, where they live is like right there. Yeah, yeah. And then. Wait, you saw him like just walking down the no, street? No, no, he, like, he was going off in his boat. So they no were like, way. he was driving off in his boat and the Secret Service had a boat. It was just like, That's so you're cool. like in Maine, so you're like kind of driving around. I'm like, oh, why don't we just like. You're driving by it. Caught by the president. Uh, <laughs> Bunkport. So you're like, oh, just see. It's like going to like Massachusetts and seeing like the Kennedy compound. Yeah, and yeah. So it's kind of cool. So you go and it's like, you know, it's out on a kind of an, you know, obviously a multi-million dollar house yeah. out on a, on a cove. And then I saw the last three, Bush, Clinton, and Obama at the President's Cup golf tournament last year, which is pretty cool. They came no in, they way. all sat there, and they were all closest I've ever been to a president. Yeah. They, they were... 30 yards from me, That's 100 cool. feet, something like that. They're all sitting for the opening tee shots. And I thought that was kind of cool. And they all yeah. went down and they're hanging out and talking with all the, all the players after. So it was kind of cool to that see them all, cool. all now. <laughs> and they're all, um, obviously all play golf. So it was kind of yeah. cool to see them. Um, so anything else, um, political, do you do anything now political? Are you on anything? Like, <laughs> like you're not on any boards or anything? Oh, like you don't oh. do anything or, um, no, I mean I I participate in things. I think probably the, the biggest thing that I did this this year is I, there are three people who would not have voted otherwise, and uh, I don't know who they voted for. I just like to oh, encourage I saw participation. That. Yeah. yeah, you're like I'll bring you to the polls. Like, I won't I won't come and, and get I remember, you. <laughs> I remember you did that. I'm like, I don't. She's in the pot. Like what? Like yeah. I, I want people to vote. I'm not open like, about it. But it's like yeah. it's your right to vote, but like I don't I don't think I'm gonna like. I'm opposite. Like I'm not gonna shake anybody down to go vote. I don't. Like, I think you're gonna <laughs> what vote you or you don't want to vote. I think y'all should vote, but yeah. it's, it's up to you. So yeah. All right. Well, I think that's gonna be the one and only political topic we ever have <laughs> on this show. But yeah, I didn't know that. So yeah. there you go. Um, all right. So kind of the main the main thing that um, actually before we get into that, because that would be kind of maybe the ending, and we'll, we'll see. Because that's kind of last like three things. Back to artistry. Mm-hmm. Can you you can act, can you show me a picture or a painting? You must have stuff on your phone. I don't take pictures of mo- much of my work. <laughs> Do you have some like anything? I, Otherwise, I'm getting Brittany to send me. Let me all check. Stuff. I don't. I don't think I let, I've let Brittany see much of it either. Um, do you still actively paint? Do you paint, draw? Like, what do you do? Sculpt? Um, yes, I, I do all of the above. Uh, sculptures is what I've been told I'm best at. Um, I'm kind of. Is that like pottery? Yeah, I took pottery senior year of high school. Yeah, see, it's a lot. Of, it's just nice getting your hands into clay. Yeah. Um, I one of my tattoos I, I drew myself actually. Um, I'm trying to find just the most. How many recent tattoos you have? You have a few, don't 12. you? Twelve. Jesus. Yep. 
they can keep going. You can't see any of them though, right? Nope. They're they're okay. all. I mean, I guess if I wear shorts, you can see the ones on my legs, um, but they don't go below my knees. Damn, twelve. That's a lot. Yeah. When did you get your first tattoo? When I was eighteen, as soon as I could legally. So you just like two Call a my- year, just bang them all out? No, I did one when I was eighteen. Probably one when I was nineteen. Um, over the last two years is when I've collected the majority of them. Jeez. Yeah, when I when I had the money to so, do so. Finally. So what what are they of? If um, you don't mind, like if some are personal, you don't have oh, to say none it. None of them are. Um, I mean they. All I mean they're have personal, meaning. but they're like you yeah. Can- none of them are. are not something I'd want to share. Um, the first one I got was an anchor. It was really tiny on my ankle. Super basic white bitch. Um, I just got it because um, this is the most recent painting I did. Could be a butterfly from last year. And it's still not done, but that is a, a, in progress. Um, uh, first tattoo I got was an anchor because my mom was in the Navy. Um, she's a Navy vet, and I just kind of wanted to do that. Um, I also have an ohm symbol on my other ankle that I got with my mom. So you um, guys have matching ohms? Yep. I, I try and everyone who's important to me, I try and get a tattoo with them. I got both is of my the parents. Is the Ohm the one that like has a loop and then it has like, it looks like a, yeah, draw it up. I, I think it's what I'm thinking. It's like the three with a, I, oh no. Kind of like that. I, I just, I'm thinking the one that looks like it comes like this and then it's like that. I don't know what that is. I, it is a thing. I that is a thing. That I is don't a know thing. It. It's like an, it's like a horseshoe with like lines. I don't, I don't think it's, um, it's. I don't yeah, Sanskrit I don't though. Okay, I don't know what that means. Keep going. Um, <laughs> I have a pizza tattoo that I got with John. A what? A pizza tattoo. Like, like food? A, like a slice of pizza. Oh, we, okay. we did that John's together. John's got one too? Yeah. Oh, John has. I I have John beat. He has only like eight, I think. But he just got his first visible tattoo on his really? arm. His mom still doesn't know that he has tattoos. So if you're listening, John has tattoos. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Legit? He has. So, you, so what do you, you guys have these where? If you don't mind me asking. Like where on our bodies? Yeah. Like they can't see. Like most of mine are on my legs. So I have, you can kind of see through this hole. This is the one that I drew and it's like, it's of a boxer. Jesus. Um, and then I have Han's gun. So I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. Um, I have <laughs> several Star Wars tattoos. I have the rebel symbol on the back of my calf. That one actually is below my knee. Um, I have Han's gun on the side of my leg. Um, pizza. I have Vader's hand. I got that as a flash tattoo this May the 4th. That is a huge Star Wars celebration. May the 4th be with you. Um, that's oh, when I've got two of oh, them. Oh. Yep. Todd Lemire here in Plattsburgh did them. Um, so he did the, the Vader's hand, and it says just breathe because he's choking. Um, uh, that's what Vader likes to do to people. Uh, I have a symbol on my shoulder. It's a little bigger than I had wanted to get it, but I got my dad to get his first tattoo and I told him I would get whatever he got. So, um, my, I was raised. Did you regret that after? No. Was it a good one? It's, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's just a little bigger than I, than I had planned. Um, but he got it, he got on his chest. So, um, I was raised Christian scientist, which is, um, a pretty small religion and one of the biggest thing that stands out about it is the fact that they are faith healers. My dad has not been to a doctor in decades. Um, really? yeah. And I grew up, does he get sick a lot? No, <laughs> he, he did. He does did. he have allergies? Cause I get sick all the time. <laughs> he, he used to have hay fever. He does not anymore. Um, he also used to say he was allergic to cats, but one time I caught a cat sleeping on his pillow and didn't tell him and he was fine. So he's full of shit. I'm, I'm, um, <laughs> I'm legit allergic to cats. So, so am yeah. I, but I have one. Um, probably when my sinuses are always congested. Um, but anyway, so he got, there's a symbol and it's a cross and a crown is the Christian scientist symbol. Cause you're the 
cross is obviously, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And the crown is conquering um, the negatives in life, basically. And the quote it has to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Um, but it's like that big. And I wanted it to be like that big. But when he put it on, he was like, if you like, you can't really do the writing if it's smaller. And so I just did the same it. guy do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a guy uh, body art, but it was in. Um, Burlington, and I can't remember his name, but his tat- his uh, handle is, I think it's Big Boy Tattoos or something kind of strange like that. Oh. Yeah. Um, I have Ohana on my shoulder. My mom wrote Ohana? the- Ohana? Ohana. Isn't that Hawaiian? Ohana means family. My parents met and married in Hawaii. My dad grew up there. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. really? Wow. That's why he learned, he learned how to fight. He used to get beaten up a lot because he was a Have Howley. you been to Hawaii? Yes. Okay. It's beautiful. I've heard. And I've very, never been. Very like crowded it. though. It smells so good there. <laughs> just the air smells good it's there. It's on my bucket list. Yeah. I'd go for like, that'd be like a month vacation to two months. I, uh, I'd yeah. like, I'd go for a while. You just, couldn't go for a week. It would be disappointing. I'd probably go and never move back. I'd probably fall in love. Um, <laughs> yep. Okay. So keep going. Um, and so I have the Ohana, different members of my family wrote each letter. So it's like my family made the tattoo. Um, I have a pineapple. Oh, so it's like in their writing. Yeah. My mom did the OH, so it's in cursive. And then my brother did the A, so it looks like trash. Just kidding. Um, it's just, you know, print. And then my dad did the NA, but he didn't really follow the rules, and he printed off a cool gothic script that he found online for the NA. So it's it's a little funny. Wait, so how did they do the So do they actually, like, write on you, and then the artist goes in and just, like, copies it? I think you... Is that you, how they do tattoos? No. Um, that, that would give you germs oh, okay i'm actually curious i i i have zero tattoo like surprise i'm like <laughs> no clue what i'm talking about here but what so okay how does a tattoo what do they do like they just draw on you first um, or some, they actually like needle some draw on you um i don't typically like going to artists that do that because i'm a germaphobe I think it's gross. I don't want someone drawing on me with something they drew on someone else with, especially if they have started the ink already and are making adjustments because then that pen's going over my blood, which means I don't, I don't like that thought of cross-contamination. Um, so artists Wait, so can what, do what that. would they draw on you with, like a pen? Yeah, a, a ballpoint pen or a Sharpie. Um, I've seen artists do that. I haven't been to any that do that because I don't like it. Um, so, the, so the people you go to legit just free... Handed. No, no. Um, so they, what they do actually, most artists do now, I think is they, um, there are artists who can freestyle. Um, they're very talented and very expensive if you want a good freestyle. Um, the ones that I go to usually they'll freehand draw whatever they want onto a paper. They're going to copy it onto what's essentially wax paper. And then they're going to put some kind of alcohol on you and it'll print off. So it just kind of like the image shows on your skin. Oh, so they draw it. Then on, they, on wax paper, then they'll lay, overlay it on your skin, and then they go on and they'll basically trace it with. So they, it's it's like a long process. So they draw it, then they like copy it onto this paper with some special kind of printer. I don't okay. know exactly what it is. They put some kind of liquid on your skin. I think it's alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, they lay the thing over, it. and that way, you know, you can look at it and say, no, I don't like that placement. And you know what? I don't like the way that looks, and you kind of get to see beforehand the outline of what it's going to look like. Um, and then then they go to town with the needle. Hurt. Um, yes. I guess, it, I guess it depends where. It, it, it's like, like a it cat f- scratch. Just over and over, over again. Over and over and over again. <laughs> it, it depends on where it is. Some places aren't bad at all. Like people say ribs hurt. I have a rib tattoo. I actually got it with Brittany. It's a pineapple. Um, 
just and I love pineapples. Yeah, that's literally why we got them because we like pineapples. We think they're cool, um, and that didn't hurt that bad. I also have a collarbone tattoo um, in white ink, which is why no one knows I have it. It looks like a scar. If you look up really close, you can see it. Um, okay. And it just says "The Fighters Still Remains." It's from the Boxer by Simon and Garfunkel, Ooh, um, which yeah. is a, a good song. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, it's a great, great. That's a great line in the yeah. song. Um, and that didn't hurt very badly either. Uh, the worst most painful spots have been over shoulder blade because I'm a very bony person and it was just rattling my whole body. And then I have, um, one of them was like right before the crease on my, like when you sit down. Uh So it was like really high up on my thigh and that just, is just very sensitive. How, uh, like how long does one of those take? It depends on the size. Like like how big is your biggest tattoo? Like hand wise? Like, is it the palm of your hand bigger? Probably. I'd say the biggest one is, is, like you don't have any like like sleeve like. Stuff I mean, into I would say other. I would say my left leg is is getting very close to a sleeve um, oh. from the knee up, but it's it's not yet. Um, yeah, but uh, none of them were. They were all done separate pieces. I'm sure. I'm sure it's not. It's not terrible when you actually get them done because I'm sure most people. I mean, thousands of people, millions of people have tattoos. Yeah, yeah. So like, obviously, and I'm a not, baby, so it's not. Yeah, like bad. obviously they're not as bad. I always think I'm like, why would you just want to be like. I have no intention of getting a tattoo, but that's I was just something I'm always curious about. And John has eight. He has he has I think he has eight. He has so he has a, a lot of Zelda and Star Wars tattoos as well. Um, like same thing, like legs mostly. Legs. Mostly on his legs because he was hiding them from his mother. He just got a Fight Club style tattoo on his shoulder of the Fight Club monkey, and he's it's not done yet. Um, but he got that done in Lake George at Lake George Tattoo Company, and it's. I, I told him that he should tell his mother now because if I was her, I'd be more mad if I found out without being told. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> but whatever how, he wants to do. Before I have to censor <laughs> this completely out for John's mom, how, how old's John? Uh, 24. And how, how many, how long has he had tattoos? He had, I believe he had them before the first time I met him. So it's been years. That's he, he has to wear like he's he can't wear shorts when he goes home he's a very very strategic about it i hope she listens to this <laughs> i'm, wow, I'm, so I'm like in the middle of summer if i swimming and he's like oh he doesn't swim he can't swim he's a ginger if you, <laughs> he can't I, even go I out know. in sunlight I, 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 when i say swim i'm like throwing on a bunch of sunscreen and staying in the shade but <laughs> wow okay that's good well well hopefully mom doesn't listen to this don't tell don't tell John's i'm, got, mom I'm gonna about tell this. her to listen to it she's like i got a great actually you want to listen to <laughs> Hours, Actually, one minute, 18. I'll counting. send you the exact time you need to go to. It's just a, you know, a little shout out. Yeah, John's got eight tattoos. <laughs> Mom doesn't know about him. Sorry, John. That was not the intention of this, but <laughs> we hope you are still okay. Um, so, so we mentioned um, her before. One of my... <laughs> One of my favorite people that I've met probably within the last year or so, and she brightens my day every time I talk to her, and I think she's just... Um, just a great all-around person. I think your best friend, if not, definitely one of them. Ah, oh, fuck her. Um, yeah. Oh no, I met your other friend. No, so, um, but but our uh, our good buddy Brittany. Um, I'm gonna have on one day because I just find Brittany's fascinating. She's the best. She, she's such a she, she's a quirky individual, but in the best way possible. So she she's just a great all-around girl. Um, doing a very cool. Doing my first ever piece of. Art? It looks so awesome. Is it she started? Yeah, I've seen don't, it. Don't tell me anything oh, about it because I'm so excited. How close is she to completing this? Is it like 
Okay. Damn. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I'll get Brittany on probably after I, I get this. Just one. I think I said a couple things. Maybe not. Don't tell me. There are, there are three canvases in her studio right now, and they're all for you. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, so in her studio, I love this. Um, so, so, uh, Brittany, uh, Leonard is the gal we're talking about. Um, a pretty good artist. I think her handle is Brittany. Different, uh, sorry, not Leonard. She got married. It's McCarty now. McCarty, Brittany McCarty. And I think it's Brittany McCarty artist. It is. On yep. Instagram. Um, it should be Brittany McCartist, but whatever. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, great. Um, but check her out. She's phenomenal. She's got a lot of uh, was it abstract paintings. That was it's mostly it? it's mostly abstract. Um, she does have some surrealist. My favorite piece of hers is a surrealist charcoal done kind of like Dolly style. It's it's just so freaky. So does she have a lot of these hanging up in her house? She does most of them actually. Really, okay, except cool. the one she sold. Yeah. Okay. So um, Brittany, I I contacted after I found. <laughs> So, so Brittany, I knew was her name was Brittany at the time, Brittany Leonard artist. And I don't know why I didn't put two and two together. <laughs> and then I think you were like, oh, I'm like, yeah, I got to like really kind of get some like artwork for my, or I want stuff for my office, but I'm like, I, you know, I want something with meaning. And you're like, well, Brittany could probably paint you something. <laughs> and I'm like, really? And then I, of course I ended up creeping on her thing cause I never put two and two together and she's a phenomenal artist. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited cause she's making something very cool that I've kind of, told her what I wanted and she's making it. I'm extremely excited. Oh, and everybody will know about it when she does it. Cause I'm sure it's going to be dope. It um, is going to be dope. So we're excited, but let me go, go into the backstory of Brittany. I'll probably have you both on at one point too. Cause that'd be fun. But oh yeah. Go, go into the backstory of how you met Brittany. We won't go too much into Brittany because I think she deserves her own full episode. She does. But, but I think, um, I, I, where'd you guys meet? High school. So you both went to Canton. Canton. Mm-hmm. I always want to say pot, pot Sam is college. Um, so you met her sophomore year, like rolled in the class. Rolled in the class. New Brittany girl style. and Brittany we just like. Oh, Brittany was the new just, girl too, actually. Really? Actually, I got there before Brittany. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is cool. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. So I got there before Brittany. Brittany was going to Hubleton at the time. Um, and I, I don't remember if she showed up mid semester, if she showed up my junior year. I can't. I think it was my junior year. Um, either way, we met in math class and she didn't like me. Um, she did not like me <laughs> because uh, I was sitting in front of her and she was sitting behind me between two uh, lacrosse players that would harass her. And me being the kind, gentle soul that I am, turned around and told her, you can sit next to me if you'd like. And she hated me for that because she liked sitting between the two mean lacrosse players. Oh, wow. Um, but then we started, we both ran track together and became friends very quickly after <laughs> after she got over the initial anger that I was trying to take her her players away from her. Um, <laughs> and, uh, the first, first time she ever came over to my house, she humped my Christmas tree and spilled Gatorade all over my floor. And, carpet? <laughs> yep. Of course. Oh, of, yeah. Only carpet. So this sounds like Brittany. It is Brittany. <laughs> and uh, nothing has changed in the seven or eight years she, that I've known her. I think she did that like two weeks ago at a Christmas party. Every, every <laughs> single time she has set foot in my apartment, she spills something. It's just a, a knack she has. Well, I'll make sure we're drinking nothing but water here when she, when she shows up. Um, <laughs> so 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 you so Brittany went to Plattsburgh. She went to Potsdam for for two years. Oh, she did. Okay. Um, and then I I think it was after I graduated. So we went there together for a while. Um, and you know, 
love love that like she's my best friend and I was very mad when she left me from Plattsburgh um and did you follow her to Plattsburgh when she was in school so you, you came over for your one semester was she in school um no she was in Potsdam at the time and that's part of the reason that I went back is because I just missed my friends <laughs> and, and then she, she ended up flopping yeah son of a bitch I asked her to move here with me oh my god this story is so terrible I'm gonna put you on blast Brittany I asked her to move here with me when I was here because I just <laughs> badly wanted my best friend here and she said no 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 my boyfriend's in Potsdam her boyfriend at the time by the way was one of my close friends and I told them both not to date because they would end terribly and it did um, oh, <laughs> anyways I moved back to Potsdam and this, that semester she moves like, to Potsdam you guys um, just swap dorm rooms pretty much um, and uh, yeah then I one of the reasons actually one of the big reasons that I came here aside from the fact that I wanted to get out of Potsdam um, was Brittany that's why I'm living next door to her yeah, you. Yeah, so I like, yeah. So so, <laughs> it was funny when I met. Um, actually, the only reason I ever met Ellie was because of Brittany. Yep. And Brittany ended up introducing me to Ellie. And I think the first time you came here, you we met, and then you left. And I think I went back to sit at my desk, and I looked out, and you just started like walking away. <laughs> and I was like, "That's she must have parked on the road." Not realizing that both of you live literally right around the corner. Yep. Um, so now you just like, did you walk here today? I did. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very protective of my parking spot. Oh, is that why I was like, well, there's, nobody's here I'm right now. I'm not healthy. It's, it's kind of after hours. Like, I don't think anybody's going to actually take your spot here. But um, no, my spot. Yeah, the no, apartment. No, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So they both like live next door. Yep. And yeah, just I, I think two peas in a pod. So Pretty much. that's good. But um We'll get Brittany on an episode, and then I'm sure at some point we'll have both of you on, which will be a fun time. Oh, yeah. So, um, so Brittany, we love you. Um, You're the best. Keep, keep being Brittany. Brittany, bitch. Um, <laughs> it's Brittany. Um, so, so, actually, great segue. So, I um, met you because you wanted to get into real estate. Yeah. And that was it. That was legit the only reason why I met you, I think. I probably maybe I would have ran into you some other way, but um, ran into you about real estate. Um, that you wanted to get into real estate mm -hmm. and you are basically like a week away from becoming um, a realtor. My last test is uh, exactly a week and minus a few hours from now. <laughs> so we yep. have it down to basically the second. And I know we've been counting down this for a long time. Yep. <laughs> and if anybody wants, what's your uh, real estate handle? It is on Instagram. Real Ellie State. So again, play on words. Um, they could probably just type in Ellie Gent. If you type yeah. in Ellie Gent, there's two of us. The other one has my full name and won't give it up. So <laughs> I went with real Ellie State. And yeah, if you type in Ellie Gent with a J, um, I'll probably pop up. There you go. So yeah. um, Ellie Gent, um, real estate. And she is uh, aspiring for one more week realtor until she actually becomes one. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so we're obviously super excited. She'll be here at good old Kavanaugh Realty. Um, so what I wanted to ask you was a few things. Why do you want to do real estate? And actually, let's just start there. Why do you want to do real estate? Or why did you want, like what, what enticed you to ever come meet and say, Galen, I want to do real estate? Um, it was, it was a few things, I guess. Right now, my current job, um, is, related to housing. I'm a housing counselor. Um, I do pre-purchase counseling. I will soon be doing foreclosure counseling. I have one more class to take. Um, 
and I, I help people get delayed payment loans or like grants um, to repair their homes, mostly working with lower income people. Um, it's, it's very rewarding and very taxing at the same time. Um, and uh, while I, I uh, love the job and I love the crew I work with, I wanted to do more. And I, I enjoy dealing with housing stuff and, and home. The thought of home is very uh, special to me. Like I'm, I'm very excited to own my own home. I, I still currently rent and I, I love me like setting things up and, and most of my dreams are still back at my home in Memphis. And so like home is a very important thing to me. And I'm, I, the thought of being able to get people, you know, to have the same, I guess, experience with a home <laughs> that, that, that I've had and that I, I hope to have when I purchase my own home. And, and I, it helps that, you know, I already have experience in it. I, I really love meeting new people. And, um, I have a few friends who are real estate agents in California that I've been watching watching grow and think maybe this is a good good thing to get into (laughs) so so how long ago did you want to get in real estate is that like something new like within the last like year two years or was it always um i mean i've told my story before of i legit didn't want to do real estate until i was in college and kind of just started to get into business and then it was just kind of getting you know i was just kind of done with the the food industry um and just kind of wanted to move on to more of a kind of professional career and kind of grow up a little bit. Um, but I never really had like an aspiration of loving homes. Like I, I didn't really care about that. I was like honestly like trying just to find kind of a career, like a stepping stone into something different yeah. within business. And then I ended up just like falling in love with it in that process. And then that's where I am today. So I kind of grew into it by being in it. And, 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 you know, liking it that way versus yeah. liking it before getting into it. So I think yeah. you're the opposite. I think you yeah. like it and then you're getting into it where I got into it and then I ended up liking it, yeah. or, you know, falling in love with it throughout that process. Yeah. So how long ago were you, you know, when did we meet like July? Yeah, probably June. <laughs> really? Is that soon? It had never, yeah. never crossed well, my mind. Go. I, um, I think part of it because I was homeschooled, I've always looked at myself. I'm very self-critical. I've looked at myself as being very awkward and not a people person. Mm-hmm. And um, one day I was hemming and hawing over what I wanted to do with my life because I just I want to do a lot with my life. I want you know own businesses and, and just do a lot of things and interact and meet with a lot of people and mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And I was complaining about that to John, and John's like, just why don't you do real estate and it just it had had simply just never crossed my mind that that was something I was capable of doing and I argued with him about it I was like that's not something I'm capable of doing and he's like you can do this because this this and this and I thought about it and I was like I guess you know what that's I think you're right and I told Brittany or I asked Brittany if she knew um of of any uh realtors that she could put me in contact with and she was immediately like Galen I have an appointment for you already <laughs> I think she did actually yeah. she probably had already texted me and set it up before you got done the, the appointment or yeah. talking with about her um yeah. well I, I find that like people um in real estate there, there's two kinds of people there's people that um and I think you grow into this because this was not me I I, I I'm a much more, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm a much more introverted person than people probably think. Like I love my alone time where yeah. I'm not talking to anybody. I can just zone out. I can work on something. I can not c- converse with people. But at the same p- time, I love that aspect where yeah. that is my favorite part of the job. But like anything, at c- certain points, I just need a break. Yeah. And my break might just be a day in the office with not making a single phone call or going home at night or on a weekend and just like just 
hanging out and just being very quiet and almost, almost, I won't say mopey, but it almost seems like that. Cause I'm just like to myself, I'm like, yeah. read, I might just hang out. I might not. But, um, I think people that are doing real estate, you fall into two categories. You're either jump in it and you are that extroverted, like, you know, that Brittany, you're just, yeah, you're just born <laughs> to talk to people yeah. or you're like me, you, you learn it and grow into it and then it becomes much more comfortable and then something you actually like, like I love now talking with people and I go yeah. to events and I see people and I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the conversations three, four, five years ago. That wasn't me. Yeah. Um, it definitely wasn't me when I first got in my first few years, I was kind of like you, I think a little bit, I was young. So I think a little bit was, um, didn't think that I belonged. Yeah. And I think the funny part of real estate when I got in, and I think this is key to anybody getting into real estate was I thought you had to be straight lace, meaning you're doing business. This is like a big career. This, you know, I'm, I was 20 at the time. So I'm like, I'm dealing with adults and banks and attorneys and people buying homes and all this stuff. And I got to be like very professional and, and, and to almost to the point where I was like stiff, like robotic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, then I was like, whatever. And you know, I, I did that for a couple of years and it wasn't until a few years ago that I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be a little more myself yeah, and a little more open and out there and, and having fun and, and trying to get other people to have fun. Cause I'm like, I, I have more fun when people around me have fun, when people Absolutely. laugh and people smile and all that stuff. So if you've ever met me, I'm probably, um, I probably try to get conversations going or I try to to ease the situation. If I see someone in an, like say a networking thing and someone looks like they're awkward, I will talk to them or I yeah. will get them in the group. Like, like a Brittany. Um, not as much as Brittany. Brittany's way more <laughs> social butterfly, social butterfly than I am. <laughs> yep. I, I see them like a social moth. moth. Not, yeah. Moth. No, no I wouldn't say there's some pretty moths. Moth. moth. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to actually say like a larva. Like, I'm, I'm just <laughs> no, like, that's worse. Yeah. Like a larva is like not even hatched yet. So I'm like I'm a baby butterfly. Br- Brittany's a full blown, She's a monarch. One, monarch, one of the big ones, yeah. yeah. So, um, but what I think about you is you are, like my, my thing with, like when realtors start or if they're in the business is like be open, be fun. Like yeah. people don't want to go to a showing and it, may, it sounds like they're going to like a morgue where it's just yeah. like quiet and like we're looking and blah, blah, blah. Like I go and I have fun. Yeah. We shoot the shit. We talk about whatever. We joke around. If the house is junk, we both agree the house is, you know, like you can say it, you can, you can have fun with clients. You can, you know, I think the clients and people that I work with love people that are more themselves, more genuine, loose and ge- exactly yeah. genuine and have fun with it. So I really enjoy that. And I get to kind of show that hopefully in like videos and when I'm meeting with people. And I think you having just said what you just said about the, I don't think cause I'm critical of myself. I met you and it was the exact, the exact opposite, which is I'm sure how most people will look at you is yeah. I don't think she's very critical of herself. Like she seems like she carries herself well, speaks well, is bright, ambitious, you know, can laugh, can converse, can carry on a conversation. Um, so I think you going into real estate have a good leg up. You might a, not think I'm this. a good actor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there she is. She was a theater major. So she, she's uh, pulling one over. But I, I think like going into it, a lot of people think like, I can't do it. I'm going to be stiff. People, you know, I don't, but I think going in like, and I think we've had this conversation before. It's like, just go in and have fun. Yeah, you got to dive in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, I, and I don't think like you're, you're only limiting yourself by what you think in your head. Like most people don't care. Most people look at you in an entirely different way. And I think you going in are probably going to 
be totally fine because I think yeah. you're going to act yourself. Especially I'm after, very excited. <laughs> yeah, especially after your first couple appointments, you're going to be like, oh my God, this is great. And people are just going to be like, hey, Ellie's great. We love working with her. I'm like, awesome. Cause, so I think you have that. But um, now what I want to ask too is what are you – because I, I know you're excited. Cause we, we've, um, we've met every week for Almost. the last handful of months. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not like you're coming into this like – you know, not and have no clue what real estate is. I, I don't like that. I like when you're kind of ready just to jump in and start going from yeah. day one. Um, but what what are you most looking forward to? Because I know you're ex- like I said, you, you're super excited. Yeah. Which is which is great because then it gives me excited and then <laughs> like watch out. But what what, uh, what what are you most looking forward to in real estate? Oh, see, that's a that's a tough question. Um, I I don't I don't think I have one thing. I'll, I'll say I, I mean I'm. I'm very excited um, to work with with a a team with people like yourself. I mean, I, I know obviously it, it is a I, like I'm working as a contractor and I'm managing myself, but at the same time, I'm excited um, to work with someone who's excited about what we're doing. I think that it, a big I, I feed off people's energy very deeply, and when I'm around people who are kind of morose about their job and kind of, oh fuck, it's Monday, we got to be here again. It's just very hard for me to be excited about the day, mm-hmm. um, and I'm excited to work with people who are excited as well. Um, and I'm also very excited about. <laughs> this is gonna sound really, really lame. Um, I love office supplies, <laughs> like nothing gets me more excited than a blank notebook and I'm super excited. I'm going to buy so many office supplies for my home office. Jeez. And I'm like, all I can think about is you this trip know, to there's Staples. A lot of, there's a lot of like paperless stuff now. Right? <laughs> no, sh- she's going to have all these sticky notes. And, uh, everyone, and paper every one of my clients is getting their own little special folder and like a little welcome package, at least until I don't have time to do that anymore. <laughs> I'm very excited to like do all the little, the little mm-hmm. niche well, that's great. Like I can that. use some paper clips if you want. They're in my desk <laughs> are, somewhere. Are they normal paper clips or are they like fun oh, ones? Oh, they're they are just us. They're, if they're, they're silver, they're I don't a, want them. They're, they're a catch-all from eight eight <laughs> years worth of real estate. Um, well, that's I mean that's cool. I've never heard anybody say they want office supplies, but I, I mean I like notepads because I like ideas and I like like brainstorming, jotting, like yeah, cra- process, crazy writing all over the board, kind of like. My whiteboard in my office is yep. just a bunch of just thoughts splattered on a on a canvas that I like to work off of. I'm not artistic, but that's like my artwork, I guess, which I know is lame, but you it just frame it. it just yeah, it just it, <laughs> it leads to other stuff, and you know, and I I think that's cool, but um, yeah, paper supplies. That's that's that's. that's <laughs> I mean, I go to Staples, but not. <laughs> okay, well that 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 went way different than I thought. But um, what, what 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 now? What are you most afraid of, or nervous, or or unsure of going into real estate? Anything? I, I honestly, I don't think there's anything like the things I'm excited about. Like I'm way more excited about paper supplies and about meeting new people and about working with a good team than like any of my like the thing nervous I'm, stuff. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm certainly nervous, um, and and I'm worried that you know my first yeah. client's going to be someone who will, everything will go catastrophically wrong, which I know won't happen because my first client's going to be Brittany. She's promised me already, so she has to buy a house now. Stole um, her away from me. Yeah. <laughs> I actually saw her name pop up. I was supposed to contact her today, and I was just like. <laughs> 
I'll push her out for a month. I'll, I'll send it over to Ellie when she gets in. Um, I, I actually, I felt really bad when she, I told her that I was getting into real estate when we first decided it, like spoke about it probably in, in July. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to do it. And she's like, great. I'm not working with Galen anymore. <laughs> I was like, great. <laughs> Don't tell him that. Hey, Brittany, th- thanks for letting me know. Yeah. My pet peeve of working with clients is when they don't let me know. They either bought a house or don't want to work with me anymore. Um, uh, the so, uh, um, but yeah, no, I, I guess I'm. I, you know what? Actually, the thing I'm most nervous about is for the next um, two or so years while I'm balancing my my current job and this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably my biggest stressor. It's already become a bit of an issue. I mean, I haven't gotten in trouble or no one's called me out or anything like that, but I like to keep everyone happy. Um, and I know that there will come a point where I will not be making everyone happy. I mean, I already, my, they know that I'm getting into real estate and you know, they're supportive of it as always. Oh, you mean work or you're talking about your clients? No, my, Oh, my client, I can't tell my clients. That would be a conflict of interest. No, 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 no. I'm saying like future clients, future clients. You're worried that you can't. No, no. I'm worried about, I'm worried about my current job. Like obviously I, you know, I'm not going to be there forever. Um, but I, I, I love everyone there and I really adore my executive director and my deputy director. And, um, the, I guess, you know, right now it's okay and I'm finding a way to manage it. And I'm, as I will continue, like, you know, there's a, there's a thing tomorrow with, with Matt and I really want to go to that. Um, tomorrow? it is, no, it's, no, not. it's not, it's next, oh. sorry, next Thursday. Sorry. Sorry. Um, it's a Thursday. I'm like, I really got um, my date, my things mixed up, but it's a, it's a 10 AM and I want to go very badly. And I think I likely will not be able to because of, because of my schedule with work. And I think that, um, it, will become a conflict sooner than I expected. Um, I'm not super concerned about it. I know that financially I'll be okay. And I think that I will take, I think I'm going to do pretty well my first year. Yeah. I'm fairly confident in that, but you know, balancing stuff. Um, I'm a yes man. So sometimes I got to learn to, to know no man stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think, well, I, I uh, my, my, my biggest fear when I first got in was that I wouldn't know anything, which, yep. Check that off the mark. I, I definitely, I definitely, <laughs> Did I've that. already accepted that. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, like. I'm like, ah, what happens? And uh, I'm like, yep, yeah, that that definitely, I definitely uh, su- succeeded in that part. And the other one was just like not being good. And, like I was like, man, maybe I get. Well, the other thing too was it was supposed to be like a two year plan, basically out of college. I was yeah. Like, Whatever. I'll just kind of do it and get it, you know do a couple sales, make some money enough to kind of like get me through um, a couple years, and then I'm out. Um, so like one of my things was I just won't know anything and I won't be any good. So like which never really happened. It was just a learning curve, but now I kind of, it's, it's funny when you look back at where you were to kind of where, where I am now or where I'm hopefully going to get to that. It's just kind of funny how life works and how you kind of build off of, of years of work and stuff. But I think, um, yeah, most of the stuff that like it's, it's funny in our line of business or I think when you're like, um, kind of like I independent contract, you, you, like we're independent contractors. I like the idea of working as a group of people. Yeah. But you know, there's still, you still have to have that self motivation. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think what's cool about it is if you can tackle that and you really thrive on that aspect, which I mean, that's why I get up and I'm at the office really early in the morning and why I just do a bunch of stuff that people would not even think of doing just because I like it a lot. Like yeah. you said, I, it, I, uh, we talked about 
Mondays. Like I love Mondays. Like I just, I get enjoyment out of coming and working at the office, which it seems weird because it just seems like my weeks just kind of blur together. And like, I don't even know what day it is today. To be honest. <laughs> I mean, I do my calendar, but I don't like it yeah. to me. It, like a Monday feels like a Friday and a Friday feels like a Tuesday. And it's just, like it's, it's all over the place. So, uh, but you don't have to stop working when you're doing something that you're passionate about. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's kind of fun. Cause I, I thought about this the other day. What was it? I don't know what I was watching. I was doing something, some, something triggered it. And I'm like, imagine working your whole life for something that you hated or didn't <clears> really <throat> like. And then I'm like, maybe I was reading a book and it came up. I don't know. Something about working your whole life at something you hate or something you don't find enjoyment in. And then you realize that you spent say 30, 40 years of your working life, eight hours a day Miserable. doing something that I'm like, yeah, like blows my mind. Cause like every day I come, I do stuff for work. I'm like, this is so much fun. And it, and it, it's crazy. Cause like I look now it makes the time pass really fast. Yeah. Cause then I look back, I'm like, my God, like it was just Monday. Now we're Friday night like yeah. or Friday afternoon. Um, but then I look back at years too. And I'm like, that was four years ago. Cause it just like my, my it seems like my life just blurs into one big, like, I feel like day. that's part of getting older too, though. I, th- I think, like, yeah, time but, just goes faster but I and never, faster. I never get to the, I never get to work and I feel that like I'm looking at the clock. Like, oh man. Yeah. When are, when's the day ending? I mean, it's after seven o'clock now. I've been here since six 30 this morning. I say that here, I haven't been in the office, but I've been, Doing, working, working yeah. either in the office at appointments <clears throat> or driving around to appointments. So what's that? 12 and a half hours. And like, I could go another five hours if I, if I, yeah. you know, like I, I, I would literally go till I had to fall asleep and I'd probably fall asleep here and wake up in the morning and just keep going. Cause yeah. it's like, it's fun. But, um, I don't know. I mean, I think you probably maybe not as neurotic as me in that aspect, but maybe you are, I don't know. Maybe you, you would do that, but I see you're good. I think you'd be way more like that than someone that is just do going through the motions to like, to like, I guess check the boxes and get yeah, through. just get through. I don't, you don't want to survive life. I mean, yeah, I, I mean you do, but you know, you want to do more than just survive it. Do you think you're like that? You're like one of those people that no, no, no I'm saying oh. you're one of the people that just like would get like so obsessed, obsessed with something that you just nonstop. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'd be like, maybe I check out. But like my, my hobby is like business. Like yeah. I like doing marketing on business. Like I, that's what I do at night and in the morning. Like, do, would you think that that would be fun or are you one like, I'll do work, then I'll go home and I'll just do my own thing. No, I think, and I guess I might revisit what I'm most excited about, um, getting into real estate and, and kind of revise that too. I'm extremely excited to see how much I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, there are definitely like, I, I am someone who needs to check out sometimes and, and sit and vegetate, but, um, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm always, even now with, with my current job, you know, which is a, uh, eight to three thirty. Um, I'm, I never stop thinking about it. You know, there's always, there's more that I can do. And I, like now that I'm kind of getting into real estate, I will, you know, sometimes I can't sleep cause I'm thinking, oh, oh I could do this and that could lead into that. that and was, just like thinking that was last night, legit. Yeah. that's all I did. Like just I know it's crazy, excited, like I don't, it's, it's fun thinking about all the paths. Like, you know, you can, it can lead to so much and there's so much you can do with it. And it's not just, you know, it's more than just helping people buy and sell houses. It, there's so much that can happen with it. And I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I, I think too, it, I'm a, I played sports my whole life. 
and I'm competitive. Yeah. I'm not like competitive like I'm going to play you in ping pong and need to destroy you. Like, I'm not <laughs> that kind of competitive because I really don't care if I beat you at ping pong. Like, yes, I'm competitive. Like, I want to win. But yeah. I'm not like if I'm down and I'm losing, like, whatever. I just started playing racquetball like a month ago and I suck at it. And I, I never won a game of racquetball in like five times. I don't care. It's fun. Like I, yeah. I know I'm going to lose it, it. It's all right. I, I, but the whole time I'm not trying to win the, like I'm legit not trying to win. I know it sounds <clears throat> counterproductive. I know I'm not going to win because yeah. I don't have the skill set to win. Yeah. But what I do like is that every match I've gone from losing like 11, two to now I'm losing 11, four to now I'm losing 11, five you're or beating six. Your, you're past self. So I'm getting better, yeah. which is like, so I find in real estate, I my I, I legit it's weird because we don't have a boss. I'm my boss. Yeah. But I'm more challenging on myself or more demanding on myself than any boss could ever be because I I I don't I kinda know what it is and I think part of it is not reaching my potential. Yeah. And I know it sounds weird, but like I don't think I'm ever going to maybe at some point I'll just say screw it, I'm just done. But like I legit think that like Every day, I'm just trying to beat myself. So, like, yeah. today, meaning, like, I'm at a certain level. I'm like, you know what? Tomorrow, I'm going to be better. Next day, I'm going to be better than that person. And it's cool because I see the benefits and now it's paying off. And But then I also see I'm like, I'm just getting started. Like, I'm, I'm like... And it's exciting. It's exciting. But, like, man, I like I got a problem. I really got a problem. But it's not, like, it's fun, though. It's a it's good like, problem. Yeah. yeah, but it's, it's, it's like, it's it's weird that... I think as you get competitive in something, it be kind. I almost think of like real estate as like somebody playing like music or guitar or artist or where you find something you just want to get better and better and better. Writer or um, an athlete, like you start playing golf and all you want to do is get better at that one thing. Like there's so many things that I've gotten into, but like this is just one that I've really like latched onto. I'm like, I just want to get better at what I'm doing. Yeah. And I think it's cool where do you have anything like that that you're like About, obsessed like, over at getting better? Meaning I mean, yes. Um in a very broad sense, I'm extremely um I guess like I said like I said, I'm very self critical, but lately I've been a lot more taking it away from self criticism to just kind of um uh, growing myself, I guess like I not in, in every aspect of my life. I, I just want, I want to be a more compassionate person. I want to be a harder worker. Um, I want to learn how to speed read. <laughs> Me too. Can't do it. I've been trying for years. I just don't have what I need in my brain to do it. I guess. Um, I, I would like to learn how to be a better singer. I do. I cannot sing at all. Like it, it is bad. Um, like I, when people sing happy birthday, I, I don't, I mouth the words like it's bad. Um, I want to learn how to sing well enough that I can sing happy birthday to my kids without them going, mom, shut up. Um, <laughs> I blame my mom. She's horribly tone deaf and I'm not tone deaf, but I inherited her voice. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, and like th- with real estate, I'm, uh, it's kind of like you said, like being, being an artist or being a painter. Um, I'm excited. The thing that I love more than anything else is when I reach a point of like, confidence in everything that I do and that's how that's part of the reason I loved managing so much is I was a person who'd walk in the room and put out fires and being a source of relief for people is a lot of like it's just very rewarding and I'm excited to get to a point in real estate where someone's like oh good Ellie's here like she's gonna help us figure this out yeah and um yeah I think that's cool because I think that's one of the aspects of real estate is 
it's funny that it's the one profession, and you'll find this as you get into it, that people will try to tell you how to do your job, which I find comical at times, meaning yeah, somebody owns a home and they'll tell you why a value is this way or why it's overpriced or why the seller is not realistic or why you shouldn't pay more than the assessed value. And, why, and like all these things that we know are <clears throat> basically bullshit that yeah. you're like, I, okay, that's not right, but keep going. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you try to be nice about it, but it's like, I don't think you would go into your doctor or to your accountant or your insurance person or go into like another profession or go into a restaurant and say, Hey, no, no, no. Let me, I'm, I'm going to cook that steak. Like you're not, yeah. I'll show you how to, I'll tell you how to cook that steak. Like you're not going to, but you'll find in real estate that everybody becomes an expert mm-hmm. when they have a home. And it, it, it actually is, is, is quite, it used to bother me before. <clears throat> now it doesn't because I don't really like, I could care you're less. Like yeah. I'm used to it. I know how to, to bring people back down to reality on that certain aspect. But it's kind of funny when people think that they are the more of an expert at their subject matter. I'm like, I, I mean, like I said, I do this every single day for hours on end. You're not better at me at than real estate. I mean, if you're another realtor and you've been doing it for a long time, sure. You have, you can definitely claim that if you're some guy that does or a girl who does not do real estate, no, <laughs> you do not know more. Like I don't know more about plumbing than you, or I yeah. don't know more about singing or I don't know more about health care. Yeah. So that's what I, so that's something you'll probably experience. And I'm sure anybody who's ever sold real estate um, or been a realtor, you know exactly where I'm coming from on that statement. So um, that's something to look forward to. I think that that'll be a good one because you, because I can't wait. My first, the first story you come tell me, you'll be like, oh my God, <laughs> this person said this. this person. Yeah. This person, <laughs> this person told me this, this, and this. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh but, yeah. No, it's fun. Um, so another cool thing that I think you and I are going to start, um, well, we are going to start. I'm not going to say kind of. We are going to do it. Um, is that we're going to do a weekly mini real estate podcast. Yeah. Um, because So this podcast, as everybody knows now, is has nothing to do with real estate, but does have stuff to do with real estate in the sense that it will come up because that's my career and that's what I do and that's what I know most about that I would talk about. But it's not geared at real estate. Some will. Like I've had a couple people on that have dealt, dealt with real estate. You obviously being one of them. But some people have... Last guy on, I don't think we talked about anything with real estate. And it was cool. It was fun. Good time. But um, I do want to do a total real estate geared podcast. And you are going to be the co-host, co-anchor, co-podcaster. Co-potter. Co-potter <laughs> of... Whatever we talk about, I don't even know how we're going to structure. I don't know if it's going to be a q and don't know if it's just going to be us shooting the shit back and forth um, or if it's just going to be teaching real estate, talking about, I don't know. We, we will just we'll kind of wing it. It'll kind of be like this episode, but may, maybe a little more structured, maybe some topics or themes, but not as long form. We'll be kind of a quicker um, 10 to 15, 20 minute type episode. So it'll be a faster dose of real estate. I think that's going to probably start soon because mm-hmm. next week you are officially going to get your license um i don't even know when that comes in like i i took my broker course test i, I think within within seven days of when i take it would be my guess like the results but when yeah. do we actually get the 
Oh, the like actual. Because I haven't notified the board office that I'm a broker yeah. or got my broker license, but I don't know if I get something official in the mail or if I just call them up and be like, yo, Mike, I pass. What do I do? Like, what do you change? Yeah. That's so I don't know point. how that works. I probably should ask them about it. But um, so, so I was wondering, but once you pass, obviously you pass. I just don't know if you need like something official. It's been a while Probably. since I got mine, so I don't yeah. know. I don't know the the rules on that. But I haven't thought about that. I guess I should start thinking about it. Huh. But I think like once you pass, you just I, whatever. Just contact the board office. We'll figure it out. But um, so that's gonna start soon. Probably in the next two weeks. Yeah, definitely. We'll probably do something kind of a quick, quick little um, show every week, and then put it out so people can consume it and give us feedback, and then we'll just have fun with it. Yeah. Um, and kind of tying into that because you mentioned this before. Um, you did marketing, mm-hmm. um, and this is something I think I can talk about even more than, well, it ties into real estate, but social media marketing mm-hmm. or just marketing in general. It doesn't yeah. have to be like social media, but, um, what's your favorite part of marketing? Any, I mean, any kind of style, like what, what do you, I know my favorite part of real estate or not real estate of, uh, marketing what do you think? I'll, I'll give you mine after. Um, I would say I have two parts um, that I, I really like. Um, I love the research aspect of it. <laughs> um, I on camera, so I just bank shot a cannon <laughs> into the garbage with a very small window, and I hit it. So. <laughs> um, I, I love statistics and, and kind of um, – I, I think that with – like if you look at numbers the right way, you can predict – almost anything mm-hmm. and I really like um being able to use numbers and in, in in uh marketing to the right people um and I also really love design um just creating stuff is is a lot of fun like I could sit for hours and create content just with Adobe Photoshop or something just for fun so well, that's good I I'm not as I like art actually I I, I was a pretty good artist as a kid I just I mean to the point where like I was good up to like 12 and then I kind of whatever age yeah. I was and then I kind of stopped but um I never really pursued art but I do like I haven't done a lot of graphic designing I don't know if I like I don't know if I like the physical designing part of like making stuff look pretty yeah I like more the aspect of what works what doesn't work yeah like if anybody's seen my videos they're not <clears throat> super artistic but I just do them and I put them out. Yeah. But I like the idea. I like the feedback from people. I like seeing how the the ad ran. I like seeing what kind of feedback I got from it. Um, I also have, I think, I don't know if I've told this story before, but it ties into what I feel about social media and marketing for me now was back in third grade, I Pokemon was a big thing. So I ended up, um, I ended up in third grade getting a Pokemon card from a kindergartner. I still remember who it is. It was funny, but it was on the playground and she gave me a Pokemon card and the Pokemon card, don't remember what it was. It was one card. I traded that one card, um, for two cards. And then I traded two cards for three cards and four cards. And you can see where this is going. As I slowly accumulated cards of Pokemon cards without buying any, I just kind of like kept going until I had a whole binder. And then I had – and I remember getting the 
Charizard or whatever. It was the, it was the big card everybody wanted back in the day. So I got the one card. I'm like, great. One card's cool. I found another kid who really liked that card. So I was like, whatever. I looked at it as a disposable card. Like, I got it. I don't care. I handed it off, and I got a whole binder full of cards. The kid legit gave me, like, 200 cards, all the little shiny cards. There was, like, probably 20, 30, 40 of those cards for one card. I'm like, sure, keep it. I don't care. It's not that big of a deal. It's a piece of paper with some shiny stuff on it. But it was so funny. So I ended up going from this one <clears throat> random card that this girl just gave me because I was like, oh, I don't have any. Can I have one? <laughs> and she gave me it. And then I ended up just like just um, hustling for a whole binder full of Pokemon cards. I think I still have them today. I'd like to see how much they're worth. Sell it for some magic beans. Yeah, exactly. Grow a beanstalk. So, <laughs> but, but I think what's funny is I find that marketing is kind of the same now. Where I'm trying to grow that one Pokemon card into yeah. just like a lot of Pokemon cards. And I don't know why, but I think it's the same model and concept where you're just like figuring out what works. Like trading and bartering and, and putting out content that people like and then trying to, you know, do a job where people like you and then and you're good at it and then refer somebody. And like, yeah. it's, it's like to me, it's almost a game of like, how can I get better at what I'm doing to help more people? through actions of working and through marketing, which go hand in hand. Yeah. Like I, I find that much <clears throat> more interesting than the actual like picture part of it. Yeah. Um, even these podcasts, like I think there's like a cool way to reach people and give information out more so Absolutely. than the actual artistic part of yeah. talking. I just find that it's kind of a fascinating thing to listen to. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool, but what, what is your, like, cause you've already started if you want to follow again, we've already talked about her handle and she has a Facebook page and I had none of this before I got started. None of this even until like year five. So you're five <laughs> years plus ahead of me. Um, but like what, what's your, what's your, like, how's that going for you? I guess like the Instagram, the Facebook, the whatever else that you're on now, probably a week out from podcast. Yeah. Almost of a podcast. Um, how's that going? Yeah, like, what, do you like it? Is it something fun? Because I think you're, I've had people tell me that how good you are at it and you haven't started yet. <laughs> so that, I think that's kind of cool. Like, you, you've, you've easily transitioned into that. Um, I, I enjoy it. I'm definitely not super happy with how I'm doing it yet. I feel like I, I'm not consistent enough with it. Um, and that's something that I'm very aware of and just, I guess have not prioritized it as of yet, but it has gone pretty well. I've, I've made some connections within people who said they, they want to work with me once I have my license uh, through it, which is cool. Um, and it's, it's kind of, it's been nice doing it before I have my license just so I can kind of get my, my feet on the ground and yeah. Yeah. Get exposure out there. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, you're, your posts are, are pretty good. Um, I like them. I mean, they're, they're creative. I think, uh, it, you know, and I find when you're putting stuff out for people, <clears throat> like the business, putting stuff out for business, the same thing as like putting stuff out for personal. You're trying to tell a story yeah. of you as a realtor. And then, and what's cool about you, and I think, I don't know if you mentioned it to me or I mentioned it to you, but you probably have had it for what, two, three months now? I think I started it in the beginning of November or mid, yeah, a couple months. Okay, so two yeah. months. And it's an aspiring realtor. Yes. Which is great because you aren't one yet, but yeah. you're soon to be one. But it's kind of cool how 
people could follow a you know month and a half to two month journey of you going into this profession, and now people will hopefully be able to see you now until your real estate legend or legend real estate agent <laughs> Ellie um, in the future. So I just think it's kind of cool because now people can see your whole career yeah. and how it's like blossomed or will blossom over the next few years yeah. um, into the, you know, hopefully distant future. So um, <clears throat> like, so f- I guess what's your, cause right now it's a lot of, you know, kind of, cause we've talked, we've talked a little bit about this in brainstorm, which is fun to actually have somebody to kind of pinball or spitball. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> ideas back and forth. Pinball, pinball wizard. Um, so right now, a lot of it is like the course and taking the test because that's pretty much all you have under your belt. Yeah. But yeah. then you also talk about kind of what you're excited for and yeah. kind of what your goals are, aspirations. And and I think that part is really cool. That I think you're just going to get so much more things that you can post and have fun about yeah. when you're actually in the field and kind of understand the business a lot more. Absolutely. Um, so what, what are some of your favorite posts that you've posted so far? Um, or, I, or stuff that you hope to post about. <laughs> um, all the houses I sell in January. <clears throat> there you um, go. I love it. <laughs> no, um, I think my favorite post so far has been one, like a, the spur of the moment one I did when I, uh, Brittany and I built gingerbread houses and I, I posted one of them and just said, you know, rustic little log cabin for sale in the, in the forest. Uh, I took it by my Christmas tree and um, it, it did quite well. <laughs> it did much better than I thought it would do um, to the point where Instagram started saying, this post has been doing very well. You should boost it. Um, trying to get my money. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I th- that I think hands down has been my favorite, favorite post so far. Yeah. yeah, as I say, you're creative with that. I like yeah. that. So that's what a lot of it is, I think, on social media. Like, um, when people, again, real, nobody cares <laughs> if realtors post about a home. Yeah. Because to be honest, anybody can find that information everywhere else. So if you're just posting about a home, I mean, I think there's merit to it. You do have to put it on there. Um, but there's different ways to showcase a home. Mm-hmm. But what I think people enjoy more and kind of my angle of real estate marketing or advertising or branding or whatever is the fact that I just want to give information and be a source of information for people yep. who otherwise wouldn't know about certain aspects of real estate or, or <clears throat> lending or, or looking at homes or making offers or negotiations or anything. Yeah. Um, but I think you got to do it in a fun way that people find interesting. And I think people enjoy, you know, we see a lot of homes. We see a lot of crazy stuff. We see funny stuff. We see, um, you know, good days, bad days. I mean, if you look at my Instagram account, we're not selling luxury homes. So if you go to someone down in New York city or LA or Miami, they probably have these really cool houses and, and you're like, Oh my God. And like, you know, the stuff that you would envision selling, like, no, we sell, homes that you see every day. We sell really nice homes. I mean, I've sold homes on the lake that are really nice and I've sold, you know, <laughs> foreclosures that you, you are careful where you step inside the house. But I think that whole thing is you got to paint a narrative for people that's true Yeah, and there's no fluff to it. I mean, I, it's, it's, I think if you, if you watch what I, I post, there's a lot of authenticity to a lot of the stuff that I post and I don't try to fake it. I don't try to, you know, pretend that I'm more successful than I am. Um, I've slowly built up my 
ability to say that I'm successful by actually doing that. But I also find that like I still get a kick out of posting, you know, these homes that are like rough shape, teardowns, something that you can laugh about. So yeah. you're like, my God, I went in this house and the, 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 the house was almost ready to collapse. Like these things that I think people always think that we're like selling these like beautiful homes and some of them aren't, but I think, I still think it's fun. I still think yeah. you got to show that side to it. And I think people, you got to understand. And I think that makes people more relatable when you can show that you are sh- maybe looking at a house that otherwise is a complete eyesore. Yeah. But sometimes you go into a house and it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And the location is, I mean, you go to some of the places on the lake and like, I don't think I'll ever get bored of showing homes on the lake. Oh, I'm it sure. Is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, just the view, especially in the summertime, it's amazing. Um, but I think that's the big thing. And I think you've done a really good job at that and will continue to do that is just to be very authentic in your posts and in your story. Cause I think yeah. everybody's got a cool story to tell. And you're going to have your own spin on it. Yep. And I'm excited because as you get into this, you will obviously take on more of a a role or, um, you know, your own path. Yeah, in absolutely. Own, in your own kind of narrative. And yeah. I think that will be cool. Um, now, I guess kind of, I don't know, is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't want to get too much. I know we talked a ton about real estate on this episode, but that's all right. That's okay. It's it's my show and I don't care. So, (laughs) but we're we're obviously going to do probably a weekly show. And I think the weekly podcast, like I said, is going to be much shorter, but I think it's going to be more informative, hopefully. Yeah. Meaning, um, people can look at it as more of a source of, of hopefully information or, you know, I really don't care. Other realtors can look at it and maybe find some inspiration as to what works and what they can do. Um, but I think it's cool. I think spreading ideas, I think like you said, probably when we first jumped into this is feeding off of others energy. Yep. Um, I've been able to do it a lot self-motivated, but the fact that you're coming on and there's a few other people joining that I think will ignite life into or throw spoke the fire. You know what I'm talking stoke, about? Stoke, stoke the fire. Stoke the fire. Stoke, yep. Stoke the fire. <laughs> I think it'll be really fun. So, um, anything else you want to touch on? Um, no, just follow my Instagram well, and, and, and my Facebook. Anything else? <laughs> I will have so, a Twitter eventually. <laughs> say, I've been off Twitter. I haven't been on Twitter. I haven't tweeted in like four years. I used to be big. That was my first big. Oh, yeah. Twitter was my, my shit back got, in the day. Then it got too too uh, too crowded. Like I, I don't even go on it anymore. It's very political now. Is it? I, very I haven't been on in four years. Yeah. I, it's just I used to do it all the time probably five years ago, six years ago, and just got out of it. It's just, yeah. It's annoying. But, um, so what's your Instagram handle again? It is real Ellie state and that's Ellie state, like real, real estate, but with an Ellie. Um, <laughs> if you look up Ellie gent, then you'll, you'll find it on Instagram. There you go. Yeah. And what's your Facebook? It's going to be real Ellie state. I'll change it right now. I don't actually know what it is. It might've, it probably automatically made one for me. I think she's Elizabeth gent or Ellie gent. It's one of the two. Or LA Gent Realtor. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. You can look her up. Just type her name in. Yeah. Find it. Um, <laughs> Not too many of me. And you'll probably start seeing her more on the Kavanaugh pages. Probably more on mine. Probably in some videos. Yep. Um, because contrary to what she thinks, I think people would like listening <laughs> to her. Um, and I think that's it. So I'm excited um, that you're going to be doing this and that you're going to be doing it very soon. Very soon. Very, very soon. So I'm excited. Um, and I think that's it. I think that we'll, we'll, uh, cap episode four. 
That's what you said at the beginning. Four. So. I think it's four. I think so. <laughs> we haven't even posted any of these. They're all going to be posted. I, I want to get, I think some places you actually have to have a, like five or six before you can even post, which we will. Yeah. So this hopefully will be live by the end of the month. So hopefully the end of uh, January 2019. So you're probably going to be listening to this, hopefully binging it by the end of the month or <laughs> early February. Um, so Ellie, I want to thank you. Uh, for coming on. Hey, thanks uh, for having me on. The first, your first ever podcast. First ever. My fifth, if I count Craig Cast, <laughs> our boy Matt Craig. That counts. That counts. Yeah. So that was my first, but yes. So fourth episode of this to be named podcast. Um, and uh, look out for Ellie's and mine's weekly real estate podcast coming soon. And if you guys need to ever buy or sell a home, um, you can contact Elizabeth Ellie Gent. Um, we'll get all her contact information, uh, but you can you can find her, DM her. She'll yep. she'll respond. Um, or obviously, me, Galen Trombley. But thank you guys, everybody. Have a good night, and we're out. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling G A E L A N. T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.